set. Places, everybody. And action. Okay. 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 Ah! 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 I screamed because you screamed. Okay. Ah! Okay. Ah! Mm. Yay! Hi, guys. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this week's episode, we're discussing Go! From 1999, directed by Doug Liman. Did you like that? I loved it. I loved it. We're keeping it. Yes. I decided to add a little pizzazz to the title of this week's episode. As in Penny Pizzazz? Uh, yeah. My favorite Sim. <laughs> Shout out to Sims 4. Like, sponsor us. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I make a Sims movie. You have to review it for money. Susu. <laughs> yeah, so, so. There you go. <laughs> We're having a meltdown here. It's the holidays and we're losing it. Yes, we are. Um, I am definitely losing my mind in the spirit of the Yuletide season. Mm -hmm. I want to go somewhere and do a support the girls scream. If you haven't seen that movie, you should. Mm -hmm. It is delightful. It is real. Um, That's not what we're talking about today, but (laughs) check it out. Um, You might do it one day. You never know. Yeah, you also should support your girls here and listen to this episode and subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends about it as well. Yes, yes. We usually Um, say that for the end, but we're just going to tell y'all now. Yeah, in case we forget, you know. You know how my brain is. You know. If you listen to the podcast, you know. (laughs) If you know, you know. Yeah, if you know, you definitely fucking know. Um. So this is our one of our holiday episodes. Um, we decided to mix things up and kind of go for movies that are set around the holidays. A little different from what we did last year, where we discussed Die Hard. Yes. Um, we kind of played around with a lot of ideas. I wanted to talk about Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> Um, because I hadn't seen it since I was like 12 or 13, which, mm, yeah, Yeah. but, and you know, let's do something different. I don't think that movie is nearly as, as controversial as it was like whenever it was released 20 years ago, I guess. So I guess the same time this movie was released or same year, um, but yeah, I encourage Brittany to like, you know, if you haven't seen a movie since you were a small child, maybe you should go back <laughs> and read the synopsis again. Because I watched it recently and I was like, okay, big deal. But you know. Yeah. Sometimes you have I to, feel like- you know, do that to make sure you weren't crazy <laughs> the first time you watched something. Part of it for me, like with watching that movie was like, you're not supposed to be watching this. Yeah, and now you're an adult woman. And nobody and tells you like, that. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I got to watch Tom Cruise and his wife? Exactly. Okay, his then wife? Okay, and it's like, 
orgies allegedly i guess that's, barely. that happens in there i guess spoiler alert okay barely. not nearly enough to justify literally any of the conversation on that movie because it wasn't it's, it's built as like a psychosexual drama or something like that and i'm just like where though <laughs> where you thought she- i'm thought, <laughs> i'm thinking i'm getting orgies from the gate <laughs> And I did not. Don't tell me I'm going to get orgies. I'm not going to get orgies. Yeah. yeah. Don't promise orgy orgies if you're not going to deliver on the orgy orgies. I mean, yeah, that's kind of like promising, kind of like next level fucking and then not delivering on it a little I mean, bit. The way that the movie was talked about you know, at the I time. Mean, and then maybe I was just kind of like, you know, I don't really see it for, some, for Tom Cruise at all. So, like, I was just already there kind of being... Like, let's get this shit over with. <laughs> and then I watched it and I was like, is this a big deal for real? <laughs> but luckily yeah, we're not doing I mean, that movie. We yeah, might. we're doing Go. We are doing Go we're, and Tangerine. Which, woo. And the theme kind of outside of like it being set around the holiday season is that both of these movies take place within a specific amount of time yeah like within like 24 hours yeah they both take place on christmas eve shout out to the person who told me that that tangerine did not take place on christmas eve when it's literally everywhere that you if you google the movie it's in the synopsis on wikipedia and on imdb and on the film's website (laughs) so i was like pardon (laughs) And they told me that, like, we posted that list, like, in December, and they told me that maybe in April? Mm. They, like, re- they, like um, replied to our list and was like, Tangerine didn't happen at Christmas time. And I was like, I showed Brittany, and I was like, do I respond? <laughs> she was like, yes. And I was like, let me not. <laughs> it's the middle of fucking April. Who cares? Yeah, I I try to. I try to keep it cute. I mean, I try. I, I keep it cute a lot. Because, like, guys, I'm filled with anger. I'm I'm an angry soul. I'm trying to be better next year. I'm really trying to be a better person next year for my own sake. Maybe my brain will stop spazzing out on me. Maybe that'll help. I just stop maybe, laughing. Let me stop laughing. Maybe when I stare into the void, the void will stop calling me a little bitch. Okay? Like, maybe... Maybe it'll get better. These are very classic uh, Christmas time feelings. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know? You know? <laughs> I think the other thing, too, about these two movies is that they kind of have um, multiple storylines going that intersect at certain times. Um, it's not really like a, a well, For Tangerine, it's more of like a kind of a back and forth thing. For Go, it mm-hmm. kind of splits off into three and then it kind of comes back towards the end of the movie um so like you can kind of see how shit goes left for each of the characters in some way and they're all kind of have some sort of relation to each other um and sort of like a pulp fiction-esque plot structure which i read that i guess a lot of movies came out after pulp fiction that had this sort of a lot of stuff happening to the characters and you and would you figure out that they're all kind of either have some sort of relation or 
their paths cross and so what happens to one character um ends up affecting another character's day or something like that but i i mean i enjoy this movie simply because i mean both of these movies basically do not have <laughs> a whole lot to do with christmas they just happen to be set at christmas time which i think is fun um but then, like, for this movie, I just liked it mainly because it's just kind of one of those, like, goofy movies that could have only came out towards, like, the mid to late 90s um, with a bunch of, like, young actors and actresses that nobody knew. <laughs> or, or they were just sort of, like, either starting out or they weren't, like, in sort of, like, these massive big budget films quite yet. And... This movie has nothing to do with, like, any other sort of, like, franchise. It doesn't have, like, a parent movie or a sequel or anything like that. They could have opened it to a sequel because of, like, what ha happens at the end of the movie. But at the same time, like, they didn't. Like, it's just kind of, like, one of those really fun sort of, I'll put this on kind of movies. And the soundtrack is Chef's Kiss. Yes, it's very, very much like a quintessential 90s soundtrack featuring one of the, my favorite songs, which is new by No Doubt. It's like the cornerstone of the entire soundtrack. It, it it's, a, it's, a, it's, a late it's a late 90s movie. So it we will forewarn you because <laughs> I, while I was watching this, I was messaging Ashley like, Ashley! <laughs> it, had a, it had some moments. So I was like, Ashley, first, like, We'll get into it because a demon popped up. But he's not. I will not stand for this. It it has some moments where I was like, oh no, like this does not age well. But mm -hmm. it is like a late nineties movie movie. It it's a moment. It's a moment. It I hate to say it, but a lot of films want wanted what Tarantino had. Yeah. And from Pulp Fiction, a lot of movies were birthed from that. Mm -hmm. And you get a lot of that, like, fast-paced dialogue where you're telling stories about different things that have literally nothing to do with what's going on with the plot of the film. It's just, like, people talking about random-ass shit. <laughs> and it doesn't necessarily further the plot of the film. It's just, like, motherfuckers just talking. Yeah. And it... It works for some films. It doesn't work for others. But you see people taking a little bit more risk with that. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a byproduct of the time. Right. And for Go, it's like a youth is more geared toward youths. Yeah, it's like the so, Gen X sort of generation. Um I guess, because Gen X is usually known as, like, the slacker generation, which I don't really yeah. entirely understand why. Although, like, in this movie, like, none of these characters are really, like, working towards something in terms of, like, careers or, like, the point of this. Because usually Christmas movies are usually about, like, learning, like, the meaning of Christmas or learning about the meaning of friendship and family and all that stuff and like this one is just kind of like yeah we Life. we like to like we work at grocery stores and or we deal drugs or do whatever or we party and we you know we're going to a big rave and that's it like there's not like a whole lot of like learning <laughs> happening that's not even the point of it nobody changes 
for the better. Yeah. It's just like a whole bunch of, it's a day in, in the life, which is, is fine. Yeah. I think that's, I got a myth where you could just like, there is no sort of like real, like, like a movie is not trying to say a whole bunch or whatever. Because, I mean, every movie kind of says something. Like, that's just the nature of things. Like, you can uh, totally attach meaning to this. So, like, when I read um, an interview with um, Sarah Polly and the director. My girl, my girl, my girl. I'm really, you know, we have to come back to that. Because I'm just like, who is this person? (laughs) Apparently, she's worked on a lot of stuff. But I'm just. I love her. She doesn't really act anymore. So, where do you know her from? She is my girl. I love her. Canadian. She is, for me, she is most widely known for um, starring in Dawn of the Dead 2004. Oh, okay. So she was a nurse when shit got real. Okay. Um, But she does a lot of directing. She was in Splice. Oh, gosh. She was uh, Dren's mom. I've never seen she Splice. She was responsible. She was uh, responsible for the creation of Drin. Um, and she's like does a lot of writing. She does um some producing. Yeah, I just watched and directing. I just watched the TV series that she wrote called Elias Grace, which I had like mixed feelings about it. Um but yeah, I'm looking at her filmography now. She was in existence, which I've never seen, but I've heard a lot about. <laughs> She was in Existence. Okay, um, yeah, Existence. Why do I call it Existence? I don't know how to say that. <laughs> is it ex- it's, um, Which was by OG Horror Bay, David Cronenberg. Oh, God, never mind. Love him. So, yeah, so, you know. That's why. Okay. I love Sarah Polly. <laughs> well, so, you know. So, I watched, so I'm not watched. I read, like, a transcript because apparently... Um, she was on a podcast like earlier this year because it's like the 20th anniversary of this movie, which is crazy to think of. Um, and she and the director apparently didn't do any. Um, they didn't do any press for this movie. Was it the dir- I think it was the director. They didn't do any press for this movie, which is weird. And she had said mainly because at the time she had been like really big into activism like she's still I think she still is big into activism but she hadn't been in school she'd just been doing like a lot of um I guess maybe local activism I'm not sure she didn't really specify in this interview um but she really hadn't been like in the industry and stuff and she said it seemed like very hypocritical and awful and she felt like like actors shouldn't be taking up important space in things like, like an interview shouldn't be taking up important space in something like a newspaper or whatever, when they could be talking about like real issues at hand. But then she says like, it was kind of naive of her to assume that because she didn't do an interview that they were going to print something about like homelessness or something. They're just going to replace it with another interview from somebody else. Like, and now she says because that she has worked on her own films and like directed and, and written and stuff that she realizes like how much work goes into a film and how much how many people are involved in the filmmaking process that like when you don't promote the movie it's kind of like a slap in the face to everybody because it's really hard to make a movie like even if it's a shitty movie it's still like it's a lot of work so and people are giving their time and stuff like that so she um 
she said that's kind of why she didn't do any press and also she just didn't want to be in the public eye <laughs> at all um so it was just like a lot for her but i thought that was interesting to see, <laughs> to see because i had never really heard of this movie until i was like like a few years ago but i mean there were so many like movies surrounding like young adults either teens or like in their early 20s getting into like some shit like that was a very like popular i guess casting thing back then um that we kind of don't really have now like i don't really i can't really think of a movie that was released this year that were like it wasn't it was just kind of like, oh, this is like a wild romp <laughs> where nothing really big happens and it's just kind of like a day in the life type of thing. Um, I'm sure there's one, but I just don't know. <laughs> so, and when we started this podcast, we started with House Party and I had said, I wish there was movies like this where it kind of was just kind of like a fun movie for teens and stuff. And I stand by that when saying, like watching this movie because... I mean, it's not like some sort of like life changing, groundbreaking movie, but it's also just like a fun movie that you don't have to kind of like think about the like, like when I was saying earlier, you can attach meaning to it because the director said that he wanted to make a movie like this because when he was like 18 or like in his early 20s, like he felt like he could just do whatever because like that's how you are when you're young. Like you're always getting into situations that you look back on. You're like, damn, that was fucked up. But in the process, like there's so much shit that happens in this movie and you're just like, I'm sitting here now, like in my 30s being like, oh my God. (laughs) And then like they're they're just taking it in stride. It's just kind of like another wild like story for them to tell their friends. Like, oh yeah, remember that time that we, that, you know, <laughs> I shot some guy in the arm on Christmas Eve, like that kind of stuff. Um, but he, the director said that, you know, he felt like when he was 18, he'd get away with anything and he kind of wanted to make a movie that celebrated that, like, awake, you know, since you're young, like, go for it. Like, kind of like, a, I guess this is pre-yellow. <laughs> um... But then he also acknowledges, too, that's kind of like a privileged way of looking at the world because not everybody can, like, get into some wild shit and make it out on the other side. But these are the kind of movies that I always mm-hmm. liked watching. Because I always thought, like, when I was going to be, like, 18 and, like, in my early 20s, like, shit was going to be lit. And then I got here and it was not lit. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly into the void. Yeah, and the, exactly. The boy did the boy call you a little bitch too? The boy said, "What the fuck are we doing?" <laughs> the boy was like, doing? "No, no, girl." <laughs> <laughs> you thought, um, but the movie is like three. It's kind of separated into three parts. Yeah, it's three different stories following three different people. Or three different groups of people, and then two of those people actually have a like a friendship, and then the other one's kind of like a weird left to feel left to feel kind of movie, which I or, or story, which I was kind of like, wait, what the hell? <laughs> I was completely forgotten. Kind of confusing that, for me. The last story or the structure, in yeah. General? Like one of the stories. It was a little too wild for me, and I was like, "Whoop!" But I'll, 
I can talk about it when it when we get there. But like the the movie itself opens with Rona. Yes, Rona, 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 who's played by um, Sarah Polly, and she is working at a like rundown, like mom. It's kind of. It seems like a mom and pop grocery store, or it like, a like a piggly small wiggly. chain. Yeah, like, like something wiggly. you'll find that's not like a Walmart yet, because Walmart has kind of like replaced it. And she's working, and you could see it all on her face. And I felt that in my soul. I <laughs> felt it that she hates it, like she hates her job. And I understand because mm-hmm. like. She's um, ringing up her, like, uh, customers' groceries and her customers asking about, like, did you get my coupons? And she's like, yes. And she's like, did you get the double discounts? And she's like, yeah, it's at the bottom. Yeah. And she's like, you sure you got it? Bitch, they never read the receipt. Do they ever read the receipt? It's right there. And and she's like, please, please, Lord. Like, you can see it on her face when she's like, please yeet me into the sun or, like, let... A lighting structure just hit me like you could just see it or maybe that's me projecting but she kind of looked like bored like bitch whatever like yes i did double your coupons and yes yes and then the only thing i did agree with the lady because she was like you can't put bleach with food <laughs> i was like i mean that's true girl don't be having bleach next to the food but then she like the way she wrapped the bag she was like she wrapped the bleach in some plastic and stuck it right back in the bag like Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Here you go. And then the lady, because the lady's like a, I guess she's like an overworked mom. Like, she's got a young kid. And she looks very, very exhausted. And she was like, she was like, don't think you're something you're not. I used to have this job. And I was like, it's just a fucking cashier at a grocery store. Like, I don't think anybody, any cashier at a grocery store thinks they're hot shit. And Rhonda tells us, though, she's like, well, look how far I got you. Oh, you know, I mean, the, the only place that I saw, like, that made it seem like working at a grocery store was kind of cool until they got laid off was on Boy Meets, Boy Meets World, where Corey's dad was Alan, Alan Matthews, Corey's mm-hmm. dad, worked as a grocer. And I was like, wow, that seems cool. That seems like steady. That seems like job security. And then the grocery store closed. And then, or he quit his job. Yeah, didn't he open like he quit a his job? Did he open like a like a winter sporting store or something? Yes. Yeah. He took his life savings and opened a sporting goods store and still had enough money to send his son, Corey Matthews, Cornelius Matthews <laughs> to college. And I was like, well, what the fuck? Like, how much money was Alan Matthews making as a grocer? Because like I don't know. Do they ever go anywhere? Do the Matthews grocer. ever do anything? They went to Disney World. Oh shit! That's Somebody not... went to Disney World. Um, I mean, I don't know how much that was back then. I know how much it is 3, now. Three thousand dollars. Too goddamn much. That is twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What else happens? Oh, you're talking about the grocery store. We're talking about her in the grocery store and how she basically read this woman mm-hmm. in a very quick. Manner. And she. She had been at work. Like, I ain't got time for that shit. She had been at work for 14 hours. hours. Yes. That is, like, that's a lot. Because you know what, too? I couldn't figure out. The reason why she's working on these, she's working so much is because 
she is about to get evicted, which I thought was kind of weird because if they evict you, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. I guess they just, they just decide like, you gotta get out now. But there, she's going to get evicted on Christmas, which also I'm like, how are you going to evict her on like a bank holiday? <laughs> nope. Nothing is open. I mean, who knows? But it's also kind of like a, a like a st- like it's fucked up because it's fucking Christmas. Like you're not supposed to do that to people. But her landlord don't give a fuck. And I couldn't figure out if she if her rent was three hundred and eighty dollars or did she owe like a piece of like she had only ha- she only had like a little bit of the money but she needed the rest which was three hundred eighty. I feel like her rent was only three hundred eighty. I feel like she owed three eighty. Yeah, but I don't know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know, like, what the rent. It might was. not have been. Like, if you are in the process of getting evicted, usually it's like you haven't paid for X amount. Okay. Like, because, or I don't know, depending on the place you live. Yeah, I don't know how it is in, Cause, in like, Southern California. Southern Californians, tell us how it was twenty years ago. If you were old enough to yeah. know, <laughs> if you're old enough to have been in that situation, please let us know. If it's like a grace period or you got like, if you ain't pay for a little bit and they be like, girl. Yeah. Like you got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but yeah, that's what, but that's, isn't that crazy? Like you're working 14 hours just to pay to get $380. And minimum wage. Uh, yes. And we already talked about how minimum wage was because. I don't, I don't remember which episode. Maybe it was Blowout. I think it was our last episode. I talked about my mom making like $2 an hour in like the early 90s. And you know, Ooh. minimum wage does not. <laughs> they do not raise minimum wage in a very uh, timely, incremental manner. They usually just kind of like raise it and then leave it there for several years. And there's always a big fight about Ooh. how dare y'all raise minimum wage for people who do service jobs, even though the world would come to a halt <laughs> and, the, and people doing service jobs did not exist. I'm just like, do y'all think at all? Oh Lord. I hate the living wage conversations because you think people who flip burgers deserve to make $15. Fuck yeah. Yes. They do. The fuck? Yeah. Also, they got to deal with you. Also, if the living wage is higher, people will be like more willing to actually work. I know I would if I was still doing like retail and shit. <laughs> like, hello? Don't know if I want to do that. Like, retail is hard work. I was just thinking about this when the lady was asking her about the coupons and stuff. I was like, oh, I'm having flashbacks when I worked at TJ Maxx. Ooh. And when I worked at Sonic, like, those were like three months. I did those, each of those jobs. I did like summer jobs. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It is not easy. It's trust me, literally the worst. But she kind of takes it in stride. I, you know, I, I wish I had the same detachedness. Oh no, we did inside. I mean, I'm dead inside, but I still have an attitude about it. <laughs> She's usually just we kind did. of like, "Here's your bleach, bitch." <laughs> if I truly was dead inside, I'd just be like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." I'll just be stuck at this forever. Because she don't really, I mean, it's not like she's like, oh, I got to find a new job. You know, it's not one of those kind of movies or, oh, I got to do this. Or I feel like nowadays you'd be like, oh, I got to get my money up and blah, blah, blah. Like she is trying to get money, but like it's not to change her life. She's just trying to like 
pay rent. This is like a this is a short term goal. Then we meet her friend Claire. Is it Claire? Yes. Yes. Claire. Yes, Miss Claire. I guess Claire Montgomery, according to IMDb, who is played by somebody I I don't understand, but it maybe it's not my place to understand. <laughs> um, why, Katie Holmes? It's just not my place to understand why it happened. Did but you it ever happened watch? Did you ever watch Dawson's Creek? I never watched that. No, it it just wasn't my thing. Yeah, I think I and I tried to watch it later, and it was just like this continues not to be my thing. So I just never. It ain't my thing. Yeah, I. If it's your thing, that's cute. Oh, well, I'm looking. She's been in actually a lot of movies that I have seen. However, I don't remember her being in them. <laughs> so, like, she was in um, Phone Booth. I never, I saw that movie. I don't remember her being there. And also, she was in, what? I feel like I said I had not seen teaches, Teaching Mrs. Tingle, but also I feel like I have seen Teaching Mrs. Tingle. But she was also in, like, Batman Begins, which I always forget because they replaced her. And then, um, you know, she was kind of out of the game for a little bit due to relationships. She had to liberate herself, bro. You know what? I will be on her side for that because, girl, what a one. Listen, usually people do not untangle themselves from that bullshit. I know that much. She liberated herself just like someone else liberated themselves is that how who was in a movie we were just talking about before (laughs) listen listen two people we they both liberated themselves when nicole she got free she liberated herself from a lifestyle from from a certain petite king when she fucking walked up out of that divorce lawyer's office like a fucking man I felt that. I've never divorced anyone, but I can see how getting away I'm from I'm still him. waiting to divorce three people. So if you want to get married and get divorced, hit me up. She just wants the experience, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I just want three messy divorces. Yeah. Please. But I'm looking at Katie Holmes' filmography. I mean, she's in like a lot of stuff. She's on like TV and stuff. So she still works. I just don't. She's not like, to me, she's not in somewhere where I see her. But like, she's not terrible i just don't like be like oh yeah i can't wait to see that new katie holmes (laughs) (laughs) but i just i think most people know her like i guess most people our age probably know her from dawson's because you know what too they used to i feel like did when moesha came when they moved moesha to the cw the set mm-hmm. quote, quote. when they segregated the channel well then the, well no when they got rid of upn and they moved on the black shows to, to the, i guess yes desegregated this is the desegregation <laughs> of of the tv networks <laughs> um i feel like dawson's creek came on after moesha because that's why i used to turn it off Something, I stopped. Something is that when Moesha and Hakeem became a couple, and I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. You know what? That might have been around the same time when we found out that, that Dorian was Frank's 
sun and shit. And I was like, this is too much. And that was uh-uh as well. She was, just, uh-uh. she was just dramatic for too long. I can't remember, but I know either Moesha or the Parker. Some used to come on before Dawson's Creek because I, or I would switch from, I would watch something on the WB and I would switch it over. <laughs> I think that's what it was because I would hear that music and I'm like, oh, time to go. <laughs> time to chat. So I never really experienced Katie Holmes the way several other people would, but I mean, she's still out here. So good for her. That's not that easy. Yeah. That's not really easy to make that, you know, teen transition. I applaud anybody who does it successfully because usually people be wilding the fuck out. Mm-hmm. So. She grew up. Yeah. Bless her. Yes, bless her. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she's her friend Claire. And she also works in the grocery store. There's, like, a group of them that work at this grocery store. It's uh, Rona, Claire, and then we meet very chaotic Simon. Simon. Listen, Simon's the kind of friend that I personally do not know how long I could be friends with him for. Because I couldn't. Because I feel like you like, like, damn, Simon's coming out. That means someone's getting arrested. <laughs> yeah, it's like time to go. Yeah, like, nah, we can't be friends. <laughs> I'm sure he, he knows all the best parties and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh-uh. <laughs> so Simon is looking for someone to fill in his shift because or take over his shift um, for the rest of that day because he's going with his friends to Las Vegas for the weekend he's never been he wants to get up to some shit we will find out what he gets up to and uh, he know or at least uh, Ronan tells him like I gotta you know I owe rent money and he's like I'll pay you Amongst some other things, he was like, I'll pay you $20 for a blowjob. I was like, Simon, you're chaotic. You're intense. Yes, and also HR. HR. Let's go to HR this right now. HR's conversation. This, I'm, I'm still technically almost off the clock, but still, I'm on the, the work grounds. This is sexual harassment, sir. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. We still at the job. I know he put the mistletoe from like the little phone booth. He put it like over his like his pants or whatever. I was like, sir, you're not making it easier. She's only taking this because she needs the money, not because she actually wants to help you. Simon, Simon, Simon. Simon is chaos personified. Yes. Like it it was kind of like this is kind of the shit that you would you would find in like a 90s movie because now you'd be like, but but wait, (laughs) the danger. Oh, 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 my God. Simon reminds me of somebody. Oh, Lord. Okay. Uh, flashback. Okay. <laughs> but she takes the money because she, he also, he said, you can take my shift and I can go to Las Vegas. And he offers her like a couple like 20s, maybe like 60 bucks up front. I guess like on top of taking his shift or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she turns right back around and goes right back in the store. Like, how can you just agree to go out of town without anyone covering your shift? I guess, again, you're young. You could do this. It's probably, I mean, he's probably like, I could just find another job. Yeah, why not? Honestly. The young okay. spirit of the late 90s with the, the economy going strong and, and nothing to worry about. And can you imagine? Can you imagine the freedom? Oh, I think about it 
all the time. Man, I really I, thought that being an adult was going to be lit. Or at least, like, a, a young fun? adult. Yeah. This has been the most... <laughs> ah, everybody's been doing those, like, you know what my life was like in 2009 versus 2019. I was like, the entirety of this decade has been my 20s, and I've hated every last minute of it. <laughs> so, I don't want to think about the last decade. It's been trash. Yeah. To have Simon's spirited yeah. optimism is amazing. Because he was calling people. He was like, don't they stop McGill? He was calling people on the payphone. And somebody was like, Jalisco. He was like, where is that? <laughs> and Ken, and Claire had to be like, it's in Mexico, bro. <laughs> He's like, damn it. <laughs> I can't find anybody. But who also, mm, like, mm, for real, mm, like, mm. who the fuck wants to cover anybody's shift on Christmas Eve? Nobody. Nobody. Unless they're Nobody. Like, like, like our good friend, Rana. But she does it. She does. So she's back at the counter. And this is when we see. I don't know who this guy's what this guy's name is. We find we who, Jay know Moore? That, No, I definitely know who Jay Moore is, which I have a question about him. What does he I guess he's an actor? He pops up in yeah. everything. He's an actor slash comedian. He's like one of those guys that just like you just like, oh yeah, that guy. And then he like pops up in literally yeah, everything. That's- that's him. I mean, that's what he do. We have a everybody has a role they play, <laughs> and he plays. That's literally just what he does. Yeah, I mean, he's his that's, credit list is that's long. who he has been for our life, my entire life. Mm-hmm. But you never see him anywhere else. Like you never see him. Like you know what I mean? Like you just have those people who are just like, oh yeah, that's that guy, <laughs> and, and yeah. he pops up with. Uh, I guess his name is Scott Wolf. Scott Wolf from Party of Five. Uh, okay, so I knew he had, I knew he was somebody, but I didn't know what that somebody was. He was a little brother on, like the younger ish brother on Party of the Five. He was Bailey. See, I never watched Party of Five. I dabbled in the party. I kept, I kept my, I kept my like teen sitcoms to like very narrow margins because literally it was Moesha it was the Parkers and it was Boy Meets World and it was some shit on like TGI Fridays anything on TGI Friday so like Sabrina and what the fuck else Boy Meets World obviously and then what was it two guys a girl in a pizza place I don't know what the fuck I was doing watching that show but I would watch that show and then that was it oh yeah I didn't do Party of Five I just know that they were just orphan children. Uh-huh. And they were being raised by their older brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Nev Campbell was there. And Julia was Nev. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I knew. Dabble. <laughs> like that was that was my late nineties watching. But yeah, I knew yeah, you got like, it. I knew he was somebody, but I didn't know what that what like I was like, this is a famous person, but I don't know <laughs> why. <laughs> So this is a very he first time I'm looking at in Double Dragon, which is a video game movie. Oh no, this sounds this sounds concerning. Yes, this is bad. Looks... So yeah. Okay, let's look at the the synopsis. Two brothers have half of a powerful ancient Chinese talisman. An evil gang leader has the other half, and determines to get the brothers half and complete have a complete medallion so he can gain absolute power. You're yeah. doing kung fu on this? This is, yeah, this is part of when I was really obsessed with like ninjas and like kung, like 
like ninja movies, but like those kind of movies aimed at children. So like surf ninjas, I loved it. Okay. I love surf ninjas. And I also watched three ninja yeah, surf ninjas with Ernie Reyes Jr. Bruh. I loved it. Oh my loved Ernie Reyes Jr. Loved him. Oh no. Um and I also watched Three Ninjas a lot. And I would dabble in like Double Dragon. And then I would also watch like Mortal Kombat because I also would play video games. And I would watch Street Fighter. I was going to say, too. I was going to say, didn't Mortal Kombat come out? Like the movie came out around this time, like 94 or whatever. Yeah, I would do that. And I was We're also watching so like, much about Britney uh, today. Super, Mar- Super Mario. Yeah. like Oh, yeah. Super Mario that- movie. Like, come on. You have to like that movie. Look at John Leguizamo. Yeah. And I also watched Spawn, too. Yeah, okay. Anyway. So, <laughs> this is kind of like, that's what I did as oh God. a nerd child. So, so while Rana is working at the, <laughs> at the cashier's counter, this, uh, these two, what is it, Zach and... Zach and Cody. Adam. No. <laughs> Nice try. No. <laughs> These two guys come up to Rana. Um, and they're kind of like making conversation or whatever. But they're also asking like where Simon was. Because Simon apparently, in addition to getting into trouble pretty much wherever he goes, he also sells them or at least he, he sells ecstasy from his. I don't know if he sells it like at the counter. Maybe he goes around the back. I hope he's not selling it over counter, bro. Honestly, in the grocery store, but he probably do. He probably does. He probably just slips it in there. He probably don't give a fuck. Next to the eggs, you don't break them. He don't care. He don't care. I don't know. Classic Simon. (laughs) Don't know what that is. Also, it's so weird. They never explain because we haven't gotten to Simon's story yet. But Simon is British. They never really explain. He's just there. Maybe it's like an LA thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a transplant. Yeah, like I mean, if somebody like when I worked at the music building at uh, at my school, like we'd have students from like all of the world come, and sometimes we get somebody from like England or something, and they talk about, oh yeah, it's so hot here, and I'm just like, why are you here? <laughs> you could go anywhere. You're in the middle they want of experience. nowhere. They want to experience that life. Well, our the music program at that school was apparently like one of the best in the world and i was just like okay i can see that but also it's the middle of goddamn nowhere <laughs> i guess it's cheaper than new york or la yeah that's a good, I, mean, I mean that's a good factor yeah think about those you know yeah. housing rates yeah so <laughs> um but yeah so simon's not there and ronna kind of clues in that oh they want drugs and I guess she just decides, like, she's going to, instead of telling Simon, because uh, they never even say, like, how they know Simon, but I guess they are, they're trying to get, they're, basically, their story is that they're trying to get um, ecstasy for this party, because part of the movie revolves around this, this rave, which, I don't, what is it, like, Mary Xmas? Mm-hmm. Like, Mary, like, M-A-R-Y, <laughs> and it's, like, this big rave. Um, out in like an undisclosed like warehouse or something like that. Like, and 
Ryder decides, hey, why don't I go to Simon's dealer, which I guess she knows Simon's dealer, and I'll buy the ecstasy and I, or I'll get the ecstasy for them and then I'll sell it to them. <laughs> and Claire is like, girl, no. <laughs> Her and, and their other friend, Manny, who also works at the grocery store. They're both like, girl, don't do it. And she's like, I could do it. I mean, it's no big deal. Situ- I mean, in a normal situation, I guess, maybe. <laughs> but also, no. Because <laughs> they specifically ask her for, I forget what it, they say 20, uh, 20 for 20? Is that what they say? Yes. It's something about 20 and 20. Because they said they have a, yes. a group of friends that are all going to this rave and they need drugs. And the person who was supposed to sell them drugs was not there. Or at least got was supposed to be there with the drugs, but then th- he got snowed in in sh- Chicago. And so they weren't going to have anything for this party. Which I was like, you know what, you could just... I mean, maybe not. I was going to say, you could get some there, but I'm like, you know what, people be dying at these things, so never mind. Don't do that. I was like, girl, don't trust them. You see Jay Moore's forehead. You can't trust him. <laughs> get the fuck. <laughs> it's too long. It's too long. Don't, don't do head. it. Don't do it. He does have a big ass head. Don't he's, do it. He's very tan, too. Mm-hmm. It's like some may, something is not right. <laughs> do not trust these men. I didn't even realize until like when she went to the house and I saw who was there and I was like, girl, you need to get out. <laughs> <laughs> what is that guy's name? <laughs> To he me, always, he, he reminds me of Christopher Walken, like Christopher Walken's <laughs> son. His name is. And Rick. I got stressed out, and I was like, "You need to leave. Like, this is not right. William, this is not right." William Fitchner, he pops up in random things too, and I'm always like, "Nah, that's not." And it me. always stresses me out, and I'm always like, "You gotta go." Yeah. Like, what is that about? You gotta go. I'm looking at his filmography. He was in. He was on Empire. What would I recognize him from? That was Cookie's man on Empire. Oh, my God. Well, you know what, too? I guess if you watch movies, he was the the bank manager from The Dark Knight in the beginning when he comes out with the the shotgun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is always weird. I was like, why are we spending so much time on this person? I thought he was somebody really important, but he wasn't. (laughs) I was very confused by that. But I always thought he was, like, some, like, unknown character that we just, like, didn't know. Because I was, like, also, like, why is shit so live in Gotham that you have a shotgun in your, like, bank? But he, yeah, this guy's been in a lot of movies as well and TV shows um, that you can, all these people have really, really long filmographies. Yeah. But, yeah, he he sus. But we didn't get to him, so (laughs) Rana goes to the drug dealer's house. Mm-hmm. Which is played by she my do. baby. So Ashley did not tell me. I forgot he was that in here, Timothy Oliphant was in this movie. Don't do and Timothy. Do not do. He popped up. Timothy and I was alarmed. The Oliphant and I was like Ashley. You ain't tell me this in this movie because <laughs> I am like no joke. Like, I'm not playing when I say this. Like, it's not, like, haha, funny. Like, I'm legit afraid of him. <laughs> like, it's not, like, what the fuck is me wrong? being funny. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sorry. kidding. Like, I'm not, it's not, ha ha, ha ha. I'm sorry. 
I can't. I'm afraid of him, and I don't know why. I don't know why either. I mean, he's scary in this movie, but I don't know why. <laughs> exactly. I forgot he was kind of scary in this movie, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> I he didn't know he was in the movie. And I was like, Ashley, this but, demon is here. But also, I forgot you. You know what? I didn't realize he was in the movie until I looked for the image for like the announcement or whatever and i was like oh yeah timothy all time is in this movie but i forgot you were like afraid of him quote unquote yeah i'm afraid of him for real like something in the milk ain't clean about this man and every time i watch the movie he pop up i'm like oh i think again i realize it's probably due to me watching scream 2 yes <laughs> But every time he pop up, I'm like, uh-uh. Which uh-uh. I actually don't remember him being... The first time I watched Scream 2, I do not remember him being in there. Actually, I usually he forget there. he's in there. He is there. Why do I forget these people are in things? <laughs> he is the drug dealer. Yes. And he is also chaotic. He's chaotic. He's a little scary. He's got a weird facial hair situation where the like the sideburns cut across his cheeks i was very confused by that (laughs) he's got crazy eyes um he's wearing no shirt he's got like a santa claus hat on he's got some girl in the house the house ain't even been unpacked i'm like are you just gonna pick up and leave is this a situation where you don't have stuff unpacked because like in case you have to go (laughs) haha yes haha <laughs> yeah, he might need to go go. He needs to jet. Um yes. got a blast as in as Jimmy Neutron would Jimmy say. Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> I don't know. But he, like he had like a he had just boxes and shit everywhere. And when she comes over, like he's got some girl in the house, and he's like, Oh, you leaving? And they like make out a little bit and she's like Ron's just kinda sitting there like Can you hurry up? <laughs> or no? And then I mean, you know, he's like your, I feel like he would be like most drug dealers, which is don't ask me for favors because I sell drugs. Like, I can't just be doing favors and shit for people. Yeah. But they also, they know each other. Because I think they know each other through Simon. And I feel like Simon sells something to Rana. I couldn't really figure out what. Maybe weed? May probably. I mean, that's or maybe so not. Who knows? You know what? I don't know. I don't know. Cause Simon's chaotic. We don't know what he got going on in there. But you were scared of of Timothy Oliphant. Yes, and he was sitting there with a Santa Claus hat on. And I was like, mm, that also doesn't make it better. It's Christmas, Brittany. He's, I mean, he's he was really festive. festive, but also still scary. And I, I didn't like it. Uh, I didn't like it. So, oh. I cannot watch. I'm going to watch Santa Clarita Diet. I am. And also, I found out he's in the next season in Fargo. He's like in all 10 episodes. So, Birdman Mm. hand rub. (sighs) Timothy, if you ever hear this, I know you're like, you know, you're with somebody. That's fine. But I just want you to know. I mean. I'm here. Hey. I'm here. Ashley, love you, bro. Me and Dablin both agree, so it's two against one. I will give you a polite bra man nod. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm going to find one. I'm going to find, you know what? You're going to slip up, and I'm going to be like, oh, that's what we see it for today? 
Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. You'll never. No, I wouldn't say you'll never catch <laughs> me slipping like that because I. My life is terrible. I'm trash. I'm a trash person. So. <laughs> uh, Who knows? Force, I would never force Timothy all the of y'all, but. I enjoy him a lot. And he's, um, I don't know what, he does some weird stuff in this scene because he, first of all, he's like, I don't give favors. He's not give head before I give favors. I was like, what? <laughs> what on earth? And also he has really weird spiky blonde hair. Don't know what that's about. This is before the gray came in, the salt and pepper lick. And then for some reason he tells her to take off her shirt and spin around. I was like, Yes. This is a not like this moment. <laughs> yes. I was like, this is scary. Because he turns off the music, so you can't even hear what he's saying. And there's no like subtitles or anything. And then he turns off the music, and then he does like a weird like breakfast club reference. No, wait, that's with Claire. Never mind. He does that weird thing with Claire. But basically, he's like, I don't trust you because the number of hits of ecstasy that you are asking for is crosses the line from like intent to sell to like trafficking. So he's like, very good point. Asking me all this. Yeah. Cause I mean, like if somebody just comes to you randomly and is like, I need all these drugs and like, you don't even like you skipped Simon altogether. And even though he's on vacation and he's like, uh, and you also say, I need a favor. Like if anybody comes to you and says, I need a favor, it's usually something bad. Especially, like, if you're a drug dealer. Like, drug dealers can't afford to make favors. Yeah. They I cannot. I don't blame him for being suspicious. Also, he, like, overcharges her. He's going to charge her 300 But then she's convincing him to let it, uh, to sell it to her for 200 plus collateral. With the collateral ends up being Claire staying in the apartment. Because yeah, he's like, I know you come Ooh. back for her. And I was like... I was up. I was mad. I was mad. I was worried for Claire. I forgot like what happened next. I was like, oh, not Claire. I was like, how dare you leave your friend at an apartment with this yeah. man? Yeah, this is like what she could have gone super left. Like the fuck. This reminds me of Death Proof when they left Homegirl. Was it Mary Elizabeth Winstead? I think it was Mary Elizabeth. Back to uh, crazy ass. <laughs> What's his name in this movie? Todd Gaines. That reminds me of Chris Gaines. <laughs> did there, did there, wasn't that Chris Gaines was like Garth Brooks alter ego? His yeah, dark with the, like the ego. emo bangs and stuff. Yes, it looked like that. <laughs> Steve and he was, girl, I just googled this. And he, Garth, no, Chris Gaines is supposed to be from Australia. Please don't tell me that he was like out here talking in a random ass. Wait, Chris Gaines had like was another nationality? Yes. Hell no, Garth Brooks played too much. Garth, Garth Brooks is from Tulsa. So I want to know how he managed to. He ever actually Me. spoke in that accent? <laughs> and then nobody even fucking liked it. Yeah. But this is what that reminded oh. me of. But Todd, Todd is basically like, here, girl, here's the pills. Don't fuck me up or whatever. Don't fuck up because I'll come after you, basically. And Rana leaves 
Claire there. Claire's like, you better be back at eight. Claire is not back at eight. She doesn't even get to the to Adam and Zach's house until eight oh four. Mm-hmm. I see. Her this and is, Manny. And this is made like now. <laughs> Claire would have been blowing up her phone. Like, bitch, where are you? But she's blowing up her pager. She. That's the. Tr- yes. I forgot about the pager. Could you imagine? Like, you have to go. Like, somebody pages you. And then you have to go find a phone. I mean, it would be easy to find a pay phone. Oh, I wanted a pager so bad. I had like a. One with like bubblegum in it. Remember those plastic like toy pages? Yeah, I used to get those all the time. Thought I was hot shit. I had a pink one. It was pink, transparent, and had bubble gum in it. And I thought, I know what the fuck. I didn't really have a concept like what the pager meant. <laughs> but I was just like, I felt so cool. Because <laughs> I had a cute little <laughs> see-through piece of technology, quote unquote. It's a little, it's a little things, man. I also used to make pagers out of old crayon boxes and pet calm construction paper. I mean, hey, look at us. Resourceful. Mm-hmm. I was a, That's what it I, took. I used to do things. That's mm-hmm. what it took in the 90s. You had to have resources. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, so, okay. When she gets to this house, first of all, Manny took two of the pills. When she wasn't mm-hmm. looking. Stole two. And took Stole them at the same time. Even though Todd the devil said, do not take more than two hits at once because it will fuck you up. Yeah. And he was like losing his shit the whole time. He was basically zooted. Uh, she goes into the house. <laughs> and I was, when they got there, was like when she got in there and I was like, these men look like cops. Because, you know, they were just like so overly like. And they were like, hey, hey, welcome in. Welcome and in. it wasn't anything in the house. The house was like bare. It was completely bare. And it wasn't. It was a guy that had not been there, which is, uh, I don't even know his name. <laughs> we just talked about Burke. him. Burke. Burke, yes. Burke is in there. He's like, I'm so glad to meet you, Rhonda. And I was like, mm-mm, some in the milk ain't clean. Right. And so she- some, Some's off. So when they were in the grocery store, they had bought like a bunch of those like orange juice from concentrate cans, like at least like 10 of them. And then she asked for the orange juice because she rung up the orange juice. And Burke says, oh, we don't have any orange juice, but I'll bring you a beer. And he bring, first of all, he they don't have any orange juice, but she was like, I just saw you buy a bunch of orange juice. Then he brings her the beer and it's already open. I was like, girl, don't do it. Mm-hmm. I was like, girl, don't do it. And then he, Burke also mentions that the friend that they were waiting on was from Philly when the friend was supposed to be from Chicago. And I was like, girl. But when it, she, like, Rana figures out something's fucked up because when they said that they didn't have any orange juice, and I think it's Adam who's like, no, we have orange juice. It's just in the car. We left it in the car. And she's kind of like, I need to use the restroom. <laughs> she goes in there and immediately flushes all the pills down the toilet, which I was like, why did you do that? Why did you just like, why did you just keep them in your purse and just be like, I ain't got them. Sorry. Maybe because they, she felt they would have tried to like search her. Maybe. I mean, they end up not searching her. They end up, 
like she basically is like, oh, did you know I'm like 17? So I shouldn't even having this underage. <laughs> I shouldn't even having this beer because I'm underage. Because um, they're all like wearing wires and like they're being recorded. And so she's just like, re- <laughs> she reiterates it. It's like, I'm underage. <laughs> like, and then she like leaves. I was like, oh my God, dude, that was like $200 worth. No, what, $300 worth of XC. Mm-hmm. Down the toilet. You already don't have any money. <laughs> Yeah, so now she's definitely in the red. Yeah, she's fucked. She knows she's fucked. But she decides to go to the grocery store with back back to the grocery store with Manny. Manny is, like I said, zooted. Yes. He is high. Like this is like a scary level of high. Because I not to tell my business anything, but I don't really be going up for stuff like this. <laughs> And I have been around people who have been on ecstasy, and it is kind of terrifying because at one point, at least the one time I was around somebody with ex- that was on ecstasy, I at least the first time, this girl was like, yo, like, you just need to make sure that we're high. She was putting it on me to make sure that they were okay, and I was like, excuse me? We went, first of all, we went to... We're doing this at a frat party. <laughs> we went to an Omega party. And I was like, no, no. Why are you doing this when we're going <laughs> around this particular group of people? No, no, no. That sounds like the worst I was, I was like, okay. <laughs> so they basically all took ecstasy. Then they were like, you know, like, we, it's going to be really hot in there and we have to just keep hydrated. So, like, you know, you know, just make sure we have water. And I was just like, why am I the one doing this? <laughs> I didn't ask to do this. I didn't ask to be involved. I was so pissed. I was like, first of all, this is a big ass fucking party. Second of all, it was like, like an off campus party, but it was like in like a weird, not a weird, but like, I can't remember where this party was, but it was kind of like in a big open hall kind of thing not like a not like a veteran like a you know those veteran halls or whatever that some people be having mm-hmm. events at. it wasn't there but it was kind of like that it was just like a big basically dance floor kind of situation but they only had like a little bit of alcohol so basically i had to like claw my way to get like a cup of alcohol because nobody i don't know anybody like prepared <laughs> for all the alcohol or all the people that were gonna be there and then it was hot because there were so many people in there and I was just in there like, like doing like the kind of like the weird side eye, like, are you okay? Are you okay? Because I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen when we do this. I don't know. They never told me how it was, but I was kind of like, you know, maybe I need to reevaluate who I'm hanging out with. Yeah. I said the first time, I think that was the only time I've ever been around somebody that I knew was on ecstasy. And I was just kind of like, and they probably had a great time, though. I hope they did, because I was fucking terrified. <laughs> I wasn't even worried about, like, oh, the cops or whatever. I was literally just like, please don't fall out in this fucking, in this fucking dance hall. I swear. Please don't. I was already, like, overly anxious, too, because there's so many people in there. And I was like, this is too much for me. And then, of course, I started strolling, and I was like, this is too much. There's no room in here for you to be doing all this jumping and hollering and barking and shit. And I was like, can we please go? I mean, I bet that party was... Lit. I don't think I would want to be on ecstasy while there. I but. was like, why did y'all decide tonight was the night? Hmm. So yeah, hmm. that's just a little slice of my, my college life, which was terrifying. But Manny seemed like he was having a great time. 
Manny was, he was, he was in the car with the lights, just spaced out. And when they were in the grocery store, he was playing music on the scanner. He was literally like to himself. doing like the little, every time she did like, there was like a cashier in front of him. And she's like scanning stuff. So every time it beeped, he would like slam his hand down on the on the <laughs> on the scanner in front of him. And I was like, Manny, you gotta play it cool. And then he went from that to uh dancing the tango with the cashier to All in his mind. To the Macarena. It was a lot though. Like they were like doing the tango on like the produce and shit. Like this is vivid. Yeah, he was out there. Yeah, and so while he's doing all this, Rana's getting a bunch of... She basically goes to, like, the pharmaceutical aisle and or, like, the over-the-counter over stuff of, like, the aspirins and, and the allergy medicines and all that, and she just grabs a bunch because she didn't see the pills. Well, no, she saw the pills, but she was trying to figure out, like, oh, shit, like, what did they look like? So she just grabs a bunch of pills that might look like ecstasy or might look th- like those specific pills. And did you know that Manny was in Psycho Beach Party? As who? I don't remember. So let's find out. Was he one of the friends? Probably. He was TJ. Do you remember TJ? He might just be like no. a background surfer guy. Well, I think I'm. I think I might remember TJ, but I don't know. I don't know either. But he, I just noted that because I was like looking at people and I was like, oh shit, we talked about this movie. I was like, I wonder which. He one looked he familiar though, and I was trying to figure out who he was, but then I didn't look see where i had seen him it's before. like a movie full but of, apparently we have it's a movie full of familiar people that so yeah we did a previous episode on psycho beach party it was um an illuminating watch <laughs> for the, <laughs> yeah for the both of us <laughs> um and then yeah so we go back to claire and timothy olivant and claire is getting nervous i don't blame her Yes, especially these questions he's asking. He's asking so many fucking questions. I think he called, so he calls Simon and starts asking him questions about this party, which is like the Mary Xmas party. And, um, but then he asked Claire, does she want to get laid? And she's like, what? She's like, no. He's like, you, does that mean you don't want to get laid or you don't want to get laid with me? And she was like, neither and then he starts asking her oh are you a virgin and i was like what is happening yeah i was like whoa and then he turns out he was doing a breakfast club thing but it was so intense i was like sir you are not john bender in the situation you were just a really scary man it was i was like okay um I don't like this i I don't this is terrifying i was like you might have to escape where's rana please come I was like, listen, Rana, you need to get your ass back there. So they get back there. It was. Rana does eventually show up. Eventually. Eventually. And Manny is um, imagining that the cat is talking to him. Yes. And that the cat says he's going to die. Which that is terrifying as well if you're high as shit. You know, cats are scary when you're sober. So (laughs) I don't know what I would do if, if a cat was sitting there like. (laughs) <laughs> like bro you might don't make it tonight <sighs> and Todd is like sweating <laughs> and I was like please get this kid some water and Todd is looking at him like 
Hmm. Yeah, Some may right. Yeah, because she's like, please don't look like you're high. Like, please look a little less, look look a little, little less out of it. But of course, I mean, he's so high that he's just like. <laughs> but she basically tells him like, hey, like they already had, um, they already had the the they got the 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 drugs basically, and so like they. The pills weren't needed. She gives him back the fake pills. I don't know if she got her money. I, I don't, don't think he. I don't think he did because he's like, yeah, let me just go ring up your fucking like return or whatever. And he's just like, fuck out of here. But she gives him yeah. the fake pills. Or at least I think bad she, ideas. Yes, girl. Which I was like, why? You already paid him. He doesn't need to know anything about it. <laughs> and then uh, she decides to go to the rave, like the three of them. Uh, Ronna, Claire, and Manny go with Rave, and um, she sells the fake pills to make the money back. Which, honestly, good idea. Come on, entrepreneurship. Good idea. Good, bad idea, because luckily, everybody who she sold it to were already high. Or posers. Or really wanted to be high regardless, so they would have accepted anything and pretended they were so doing a lot. good for her because like one dude was like oh my god it's just like a next level experience and i was like bitch you took allergy medicine which i mean like i guess if you took like large quantities i mean i have been suited off benadryl before but like not to that extent where he's just like you just gotta no it, man i'm just like but you basically wait i think she said they were like on they were taking like chewable vitamins or something Yes. Like, come on, bruh. <laughs> Allergy meds and chewable aspirin, she said. <laughs> I, was, I was like, could y'all just smoke weed and just get over it? Like, why do we have to be? Why are y'all trying I mean, to reach great heights? Just stick to the, I mean, the the pipes and the bongs that you're used to. Have you? I mean, it also gets to a certain point where you take so much allergy medicine that you can't sleep. Is that but, something that's happened to you, Brittany? Are you trying to give us a testimony? No. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> it, you can, you, it goes either way. I can't believe it. But. Well, you haven't been sitting there bragging about and telling your friends about how you had this wonderful. Well, because they were also saying, like, this is grade A, like, pharmaceutical ecstasy. Yeah, and it was. I mean, she has to sell her product. She got to make that five hundred dollars. No, but they had. Remember, they had the kids in the line. They're like, "Oh yeah, there's this girl because she's go, she's smart enough to not give her real name." And she's like, "Yeah, like my brother works in a pharmacy, so this is how she get like this is how we got it and blah blah blah." And and like there's people in in the line that are talking about it. This is how um, when Todd shows up to the rave because he figures out that the pills Ooh. are fake. He shows up to the rave and he hears about somebody's been selling pharmaceutical because it's the same stuff that that she that he had basically told her what it was and stuff and he's like oh, okay i got you bitch <laughs> and so like they were being so extra about it. like the the kids like really you have to, like people who pretend to be super super high and zooted and off their face i'm just like y'all don't have to do that much it's fine if you just want to be wacky on your own you ain't gotta yeah. lie to to I don't know because she's like oh yeah I remember that time it was so high and she's like all you did was take chewable aspirin but it's about the experience 
I don't even think you're supposed to chew. <laughs> I think you're just supposed to swallow this. It is but they don't know. They don't know. But she made $400 off of them. Mm-hmm. So, um, I feel like when I was younger, I was like, I thought like raves would be such a cool thing because it's really just like a random party somewhere. It's a lot of loud music. I feel like at this point, I would have to be high to enjoy this music. And I definitely don't know how I would do with all these lights. <laughs> and, 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 oh, and all that shit in general. I, ooh, I cannot go to no rave, girl. Yeah, I don't think I would like it now. I think it's like in my younger years. See, this is why. Don't wait to do things, you guys. Don't wait till you're older. Do it while you're young, guys. Do it while you're young, because you'll be like us being like, hell no. Nah. I'll be straight little C's in there. <laughs> I can't, I can't go. Can that please be your new Twitter name? <laughs> oh, man. You need to figure when out. When I was young, you need to didn't f- have those problems. You need to figure out how to. Lil C's. You need to figure out how to amend Lil C's and like Lil Caesar, like the pizza place. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know if that's bad. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I feel got like, the, that light sensitivity. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. They definitely did not say. I forgot how many like cut shots and shit in here. I was like, oh, 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 that's a little bit. Ah, that's, yeah. That's a little sharp. Ah. Yeah. It activated mm. <laughs> while watching a couple times. I was like, God damn. And then the music would be so loud in certain points. I was like, oh, okay. Am I too old to watch this movie? <laughs> I shouldn't feel this old watching this. Oh, oh wow! I like to think of myself as a you know a person like said go out and have fun, but I was like, God damn, am I old? Yeah, that kind of <laughs> hurt. Like, yep. I mean, hurt. you it's are at you do you were in the mosh pit at a punk show. I was, and my only show I went to this year, and I was in the mosh pit, and I was worried that someone's gonna snatch my shit off, but I did it, you guys. <laughs> it was like my first pit. And I was a dumbass because I bought my record and my merch before the show started. Like a fucking idiot. So I'm sitting here with a vinyl record. And a really, really, I don't know. Because you know what? When I go to shows, like rock shows, in Dallas, everybody just sits there and tries to be cool and stuff. Yeah, they got you that so time. I was like, oh shit, I'm, okay, okay. There's some life in this city. Surprisingly, I was very confused. I would do it again because it reminded me of roller derby. I was like, oh, I feel so alive. I could shove at somebody and it's not a bad thing. <laughs> no one's going to call the cops because I, sh- I pushed you into somebody else. <laughs> it reminded me of simpler times. But I don't think I could do like straight up just feeling the music and the lights and the, and the strobe and all that. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, I would need a certain, <laughs> I need somebody there with me. <laughs> Like, like you gotta you gotta stand guard just in case <laughs> see that would kick in i'd be like damn it <laughs> you gotta be there you gotta be there another friend of mine i'm like oh shit let me make sure she's all right you need some water <laughs> oh no but manny is lit like manny's to a point where i'm like this don't look like he's having fun anymore because at one point, but from Manny's perspective, he all right. I mean, at one point, he says, "I can't feel my hands," and I was like, "This might be taking a dark turn." And he pukes because they see, yeah, they see Todd, and they end up running. I don't know where Claire went, but they end up running like out behind the building where the rave is, and she like hides him. 
in like a weird oh. alley under like some scrap metal. They do. And she's like, I'll come back for you. And I was like, you, you got to stop telling people that because that's not what's going to happen. Yeah. Poor thing. So Poor thing. She says, I'm going to go get the car. I'm going to help you to stay here. Don't move. And she like <laughs> lays some scrap metal over him. And she goes out to the car and Todd is already out in the parking lot. Who also has a gun and pulls on he her. He does. See? Again. Terrifying. Terrifying and yet. What's that gif of Daffy Duck where he kind of pulls down his like little shirt feather thing? <laughs> and he does, does that little dance, you know? Oh my god. That's me. That's oh me. That's me and Timothy. That's me for Timothy. Oh my god. Listen. Timothy, if you hear this. Someone get this to Timothy Oliphant. I'm not playing. He would be like, delete jail. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't you ever see me something like that again? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's fine. So, <laughs> um, basically, I mean, he's threatening her and stuff. And there's like a yellow convertible in the parking lot, and um. Miss Rana gets hit by the convertible. This shit had me like it was funny, but also it was terrifying because she's on top of I the screen. She's on top of the car, but then it's like one of those moments where you try to like get something off of you. That like whoever is driving the car, because we don't see who's driving the car, they drive to like an, the edge of like a I don't know, like a, a ravine or whatever, and like hit the brakes real hard, and she goes flying off the top of the car into like the little ditch like rolls and everything and she's not dead but she is very bloody and she's, i thought she was dead she was she was giving me like a little like maybe like a little death a rattle faint. it was like and i was like oh she did i was like don't tell me this it like don't tell me this it for my girl sarah don't tell me this it like this took a dark turn i wasn't ready all this for 380 dollars for rent like i was like it's not worth it See there, this is the thing you can make. This is the argument you can make. The capitalism is <laughs> wrapping its its coils tightly and tightly around our necks. That will all go out. <laughs> no, but this is really serious. That you know that people are just basically risking their lives for three hundred dollars. <sighs> just oh god, it was yeah, so no. stressful. No, and it's like a cliffhanger too, because that's where her story like ends for the at that point in time. And then we rewind it back. And go with a true, it's so chaotic. We go back to um, Simon and what's happening in Las Vegas, right? Yeah. So he, you basically see all the things where he's asking Rana about like taking a shift. She takes a shift or whatever. Then he wakes up in somebody's car, like in the trunk of somebody's car. So I was like, wait, how did you get from here? to Like, like, what is your life that <laughs> you were in somebody's car? But it turns out, I guess. I don't know if he was so drunk or he was so high or whatever. This is the middle of the day, by the way. He's so drunk or high that he passed out when they were, like, leaving. So they put him in the trunk as, like, a practical joke. And I was like, could he have, like, asphyxiated? Maybe? I don't know. Mm. That's some shit I'd be worried about. (laughs) But then he gets out of the car and he pukes everywhere. (laughs) And they're like, oh, shit, please get the fuck. 
And his friends are Rebecca Mayer, Tay Diggs, and James Duvall, I believe. Yes. And mm-hmm. listen, can I just say one thing that, um, first of all, James Duvall is very good looking. He just pops mm-hmm. up anything. I feel like he says yes to literally anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tay Diggs, that skin, man. Tay Diggs got some. That's before skin. we knew. Mm. Yeah, something's not. That's before we knew. Something is not. What is? What's not right there? That's before we knew. But Tay Diggs, so fine. Isn't he like a hashtag swirl? He, he, he has some issues with himself mm. being like a dark skinned man. He has some issues with like internalized colorism. Interesting. And it's like, bruh, like, love yourself. Like, you are fine. Like, I, at what, the first time I snuck and watched How Stella Got Her Groove Back, I was like, who is this man? <laughs> he was, I mean, he can't like, do a Jamaican accent for shit, but he looks so good. Like, He's so fine, but he 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 has he had some issues. I don't know if they have corrected themselves, mm-hmm. but he has some issues. I want you to know, Tay, you're not gonna listen to this either, just much like <laughs> Mr. Oliphant. But let me tell you, fine. He's a good looking man. Yes, especially in this movie. Yes. I don't know. See the the, the way youth was just he captured was in the nineties. Youth. He was probably like in his that late, youth. I think he was like in his late twenties in this movie too. Oh, it's just so <sighs> youth. So, uh, Mayer is telling this crazy ass story. I, when you text me, me and you talk about he <laughs> thinks he's like Pete Wentz, I wanted to jump through the phone. <laughs> I like Peter Lewis Kingston Wentz the third or whatever the fuck would never attempt he would never but brecken did yeah Isn't so brecken seems to he's telling this weird story about this girl who he's having sex with and then like basically something happens and uh her contact lens ends up on the end of his dick which i was like what now first of all men and their conversations are just <sighs> hey in real life, they're awful. But, like, I was like, this seems very far-fetched. And, <laughs> and Ted Dick's character, I think he's named Marcus. He's like, that's not even your story. That's what happened to me. <laughs> this is all too much. And then for some reason, Brecken Mayer is one of those white boys who... Is really comfortable with his black friend. He's one black friend. <laughs> And he's mm-hmm. like, why are you trying to be like all of, like he basically he's like you're a hater and he's like, why don't you give a nigga a break? <laughs> and Tay Diggs is like, nigga, what nigga? This nigga? Like me? You want me to give you a break? He doesn't beat the shit out of him, which I mean. And I he looks that. back like, what? And then Breckenmeyer's like, my great, 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 great. Greek or some shit. He was like my mother's like, mother's mother. And I was like, was black. Was black. And I was like, is he claiming a one drop rule to use nigga? Like, is that he's, what is happening right now? He's claiming, he was claiming somebody from like the fucking 1700s or some shit. 
And I like screamed and I had to like message Ashley because I was like, is this is this a scene that's happening right now? First of all, a white man used nigga. Secondly, he's claiming a distant Negro ancestor to justify the use of this word. And then Marcus and- is like, I need to see this Nubian princess because who the fuck <laughs> is this? Who are you claiming? And I was like. I was screaming and then I was outdone and then I started cackling into the darkness. <laughs> and I, I looked in the void and said, bitch. And then the void was like, bitch. Back. <laughs> you and the void were on the same page. I know. And the void's like, it's 1999. Yeah. I, I feel like now you'd be like, are you going to kick his ass or what? But he's like, I mean, he's not really like. He's annoyed by it, but he's not like, you know, fuck you, we're not friends no more. They're going to go to a Childish Gambino concert later. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> this part of song that all the white boys like to sing, that's a Childish Gambino. Why are we talking about him? We can't allow this man to infiltrate another sing- like another episode. We've talked about Childish this Gambino is, at least five this is our This is our go-to. No, I won't this stand is, for this. This I is won't. the... This is that's how he that's how he is treated on this podcast. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Ew. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> they're um, you know, taking first of all, they're in the Riviera, which they mentioned later. I was saying, I want to. I've been to Riviera, and this is how you know they're just like some broke people in their early twenties. The Riviera, Riviera. Is no longer around, but it's literally one of the oldest fucking hotels. <laughs> it was like one of the oldest casinos, like on the strip. It wasn't even in like the part of the strip that was nice. It's like towards the like the very northern part of the strip. I mean, I guess like in the movie, it looks like fun because you're like in your twenties, you're just like whatever. But I was like, damn, this is a raggedy ass hotel they're in. <laughs> But they're having fun. They're eating the shrimp. Or at least two of them are eating the shrimp. The buffet shrimp. And Marcus is talking about how he's with some lady. Like he's in like a he's in a relationship with like a nutritionist. And they also do like tantric sex. And they're like, what's the longest you've had sex or whatever? And, and he says 14 hours. And I was like, only a man would think this is a great time. <laughs> Like, who has time for that? They, he talks up, like, the bridesmaid. Like, uh, this, like, this whole section kind of reminds me of, like, the prodigy smack my bitch up video for some reason. Are you talking about Simon? Yeah. Mm. Like, I don't know why, but it just filled me with so much anxiety. <laughs> Simon has a really anxious like life. I mean, he's having a great time. Like, especially when he gets like with the bridesmaids. Yes. And he he has a threesome with the bridesmaids. And I don't know how but uh, I forget how, but something catches on fire. So they're in the smoking. Room. They're smoking, I'm assuming they're smoking pot. And they, um, they, the one of the bridesmaids has to, she says like she has to shove tissues up her nose. Otherwise she can't hold the smoke in. And I was like, 
the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and so there's like, she lights the, the end of the pipe or whatever. And then the tissue catches fire. So they have to like knock the tissue out of her nose and they have to like stamp it out or whatever. But like, it doesn't like they stamp it out, but then it catches back on fire. Cause they didn't do a good job of stamping it out, but it's too late because they're already having sex. And basically the fucking hotel room catches on fire. And this is like, ooh, my heart, my heart. And this is like, uh-uh, uh-uh. They fucking, the room is on fire. Like, yes. the room, the whole room is on fire. And I was like, oh my God, they're going to die with their asses out <laughs> in this room. Like Dude, Simon just left them too. He was like, oh, y'all can take care of that. Cheeks on fire. Cheeks are going to be on fire. They're going to die. Like, they're going to die. They're going to burn up in here. Uh, it was so stressful for me. Well, I mean, he left them to it. <laughs> he didn't even try to put out the fire. He, he sure like, did. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Got to go. And he finds Marcus and... I guess because everybody is like Marcus is wearing this ugly yellow jacket. Um, and so everybody thinks he's a bathroom attendant and like a valet because he looks like staff, but also probably racism, <laughs> but also because the jacket. Yes. The jacket is ugly. Number one. I mean, it is. It is. But ugly, also black. Must yellow jacket, but also he's black. And so um, some dude gives them keys to his Ferrari and um, they escape from the hotel. <laughs> Because also too, they left their they um they've left their friends because they were eating the shrimp at the buffet and the buff like the shrimp made them sick so they didn't go out so I was like damn what if your friends like burnt to death you didn't care he did not ah <laughs> also too this is when you see like you hear like the end of this is the other end of the um of the phone conversation he has with Todd. And so you get some of those like questions that Todd was answering. And like, some of them are really aggressive. <laughs> I was like, Simon, do you care about your friends at all? Mm-mm. Hell no. No, he doesn't care. <laughs> like, this is too much. But they end up going to some strip club that Todd mentions, I think, called Crazy Horse. And, I mean, it looks kind of grimy. Ansel is like, like, what the fuck are they dancing to? I forgot. It was like hard rock or something. I think it might have been. It was not my scene. <laughs> like, this don't look like it's fun for me. And Marcus is telling him, don't order any champagne because champagne really means like a private dance and you can't afford that shit. And of course, Simon does, Simon does not listen to anything. No, Simon does what he wants. As soon as the girl came up to him, he's like, I want to order your finest champagne. And he gives them... Todd's card because he for some reason Todd gave him his card so they could check into the hotel because like usually you need like a card to check in like to hold or whatever and they were gonna pay in cash but then he starts using his card like everywhere else and the bouncer's like okay. such a bad idea such a, I mean he's like not only let me not stereotype every drug dealer but I feel like Todd is a particular drug dealer did you like you know what let me just give you back this card in one piece let me double check if there's any other fraudulent charges on here let me handle this for you because I don't want no smoke the bouncers like this is a gentleman's club so like act like gentlemen and if you touch the strippers I'll break your arm and and that was a real threat that was a real threat and you know what Simon does 
he touches the strippers. I'd be like, you know what? I can't be seen with you no more because <laughs> you're going to get me arrested and or killed. And um, first of all, the bouncer assumes that it's Marcus that did the strip, the touching because it's strippers like, hands, hands, he touched us. And the bouncer comes in there and starts yelling at Marcus. And Marcus was like, like, I think the stripper was like, no, it was the other one. And I was like. Racism. Racist. <laughs> Just racist. And they're arguing and shit. And then suddenly, like, Simon pulls out a gun because they found a gun in the Ferrari. That's what it was. Found a gun in a Ferrari. The gun is loaded. And he shoots the bouncer in the arm. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I was like, you know, you need to pack your bags and go home. Literally, get on the plane. <laughs> go back to England. Because you're doing a lot. You can't just be shooting folks all willy-nilly, bruh. I mean, like, he took, like, life in Las Vegas. <laughs> he grabbed that shit with both hands. Like, I'm here. Do some gangsta shit. <laughs> and they go running. And then Simon tosses the gun out the convertible and shit goes off. And then the car alarms start going off and all this shit. And I was like, this is the worst night. Like, you caught a whole hotel on fire. Like, who knows how many lives were taken that night? I don't know. Who bridesmaids, knows, the, Simon? The bridesmaids make it. Mm-hmm. Who, they could have, like, third-degree burns on some cheeks. Like, who knows? <laughs> Could you imagine having a nipple burn? Oh, my God. Bruh. Bruh. I'm holding my boob just like. Like, <laughs> like keep it safe. Like, uh uh-uh. uh. Keep your titties safe. And you just running around, you shooting folks in the arm, you just causing chaos, and you don't even live in this city. You don't even live in the state, in that. Like, you don't. You, I mean, this is like a, you know, pre what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, but this is like. Zero to like 150. Mm-hmm. Like, this is too much. Y'all have been there for all of like five hours. Maybe. You ain't even changed your draws. No. He put on that mm. ugly ass Hawaiian shirt. No. <laughs> Why? They're both wearing ugly shit. <laughs> and Marcus is like, bitch, this ain't Hawaii. <laughs> Damn. Just getting red back and forth. But, you know, Simon is a special. He deserve it. He deserve it. He's a special case. And then the club owner. So, like, I guess if you go back to the club, the club owner is the bouncer's father. Like, I guess it's like a family business or whatever. And um, I was like, okay, so they're definitely racist because he was like, he said, just because a, a rapper comes in here with a white friend doesn't mean he's Sydney fucking Portier. And I was like, what? Jesus. So he's like, you got to pat down everybody. Because I guess he was like, he was telling the, the son, like, you didn't pat them down. And so that's why they got a gun in here. Which I was like, I guess so. Because, like. Yeah. You just bring the gun all willy-nilly into the club and shit. You could have left that in the car. <laughs> or whatever. But I was like, wait, where does Sydney? I had to rewind this, like, twice. I was like. Sydney Poitier. I was like, okay, these people are trash. But then somehow, um, well, Simon had left the card, so they figure out that they were from LA. So they end up running the card to figure out like where they're staying or whatever. And um 
they end up coming for them at the hotel because they've like arrived and be like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And they somehow escape. But then there's like this crazy ass car chase where Simon goes down an alley with this like, uh, with the car that they drove up there in and like the car, he tries to make it out on the other side, like on some action movie shit, but then they crash. And fucking Breck and Mayor almost got yeeted out the car. Because <laughs> they got T-boned. It, it was a lot. I was like, we yes. can never be friends after this. I'm so sorry. No, you. everybody got to go their separate ways. If y'all make it out on the other side, <laughs> if y'all don't meet Uncle Charles at the crossroads, <laughs> we separating. <laughs> Yeah, like this. This is this is the end of this friendship. I'm so sorry. Because like Rekabear was literally like hanging out the window of that car. I was like, okay, I know he's tiny, but like, damn, <laughs> like, like help the poor man out. I was legit like, how did nobody die? Mm-hmm. In a normal like situation, like somebody would have died. Yeah, everybody gone. They end up out like they end up escaping Las Vegas, and they end up back. On the road to um, L.A. And this is when we get to another perspective, which is like the third story in the movie, which is Adam and Zach, which are the two guys from earlier from the grocery store. And so I was Mm -hmm. very confused by this um, because it turns out they're soap opera actors. Which makes sense for one of them, not Jay Moore, but for (laughs) Scott Wolf. I need you to get the help. Get away from me, Brittany. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> I was really confused by this. I was like, they're they're like in a weird like TV show that's like I guess they're both cops or something. Mm-hmm. And um, but it turns out that they are actually under investigation because I guess they were both arrested for possession, and so. They're getting fitted to wear wire, which I thought about you because I was like, I hope Brittany's taking notes about this wire shit, considering how many questions uh, you had about it last week or last episode. They didn't attach to the nipple. They did have the radio close to his uh, balls, and he was, um, I guess, Adam was very concerned about that. Like, is this safe? <laughs> so I was like, I, I don't know if it's just how they wire. I don't know. You know, we need to. They got something about this on YouTube. I know they do. Let's uh, take that deep dive. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I don't want my Google history to get any more complicated than it already is. Mine is all wrestling and um, wrestling. Okay. It's, so it's, I mean, I can take the hit. It's, it's fine. Truly, the nineties for Brittany. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So they've been charged with some drug felony, and if they get whatever guy, I I don't know who they were trying to get specifically. Were they trying to get Simon to rat out whoever he got drugs from? Because they're specifically targeting Simon. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because they go up there and they ask, like, where's the British guy Like when they go to the grocery store? They probably are trying to get Simon. But I'm also confused, like, are they going to get Simon and then get somebody else? Like, Todd? Or, I don't know, like, what? how many people Simon knows and sells drugs for? <laughs> But, um, yeah, whatever, I guess if they get Simon, the cops will drop the charges. Um, and I thought it was so weird. So this is so confusing. 
I didn't realize that like the big thing is that they were both gay. I don't remember that from the first time they watched this. They are? Yeah, you didn't get that. Oh yeah, they were because they were talking about um some guy. Jimmy. That was Whoever uh, named Jimmy. Um Yeah. Yeah, well, because I was confused because like when they're arguing in the in the grocery store and then Claire overhears him and she's like gay guys are so hot or something like that. <laughs> I guess she said, and I was like, wait, why does she think they're gay? And then, because they'd also had this weird, like, conversation in the car on the way over there where Burke was like, oh, like, asking him about his girlfriend. And then Zach is like, yeah, she's cheating on me. I figured it out because, like, some, like, really high-quality socks were in his drawer. <laughs> like, something about socks in his drawer that weren't his and uh, and then I guess Adam also seems very interested in this because I guess they're talking about like oh like like my girlfriend's also cheating on me isn't that weird and I was like okay this is odd but I was not catching on until way later <laughs> until they actually like mentioned it I was like okay but since like the bus got fucked up because Rana left and did not sell them the drugs Burke weirdly decides to invite them over for Christmas dinner. He's like, oh, yeah, if you come over, I'll sign your papers. And I was like, so they're both, him and his wife are fucking, they're, they're not scary, but also in a weird way, they're scary. Mm-hmm. His wife is Irene, who's what, I don't know her real name. Jenna from 30 Rock. Yes, Jane Krakowski, which, yeah, Jenna from 30 mm-hmm. Rock. I was like, oh, shit, it's 30 Rock. I was like, what is she doing in here? And so they're both equally, like, flirting with the men. So, like, she's mixing something. And she's kind of doing this weird, like, motion while she's mixing and, like, staring uh, Adam down. And then Zach, I think, is looking for the bathroom. He, like, walks into the wrong room, which turns out to be the bedroom. And Burke is there butt naked. Doesn't really make any mention of trying to, like, cover himself. He's like, oh, yeah, hey, man. I was like, so y'all should probably leave <laughs> this house. Y'all should leave this house immediately. And he's mm-hmm. trying to get him to like try on cologne and like, like feel the bed and and like all this shit. <laughs> and I was like, bro, what is happening? And it turns out, weirdly and crazily enough. Oh no, because also too, um, Miss Jenna from Thirty Rock tries to stick her whole ass tongue down Adam's throat. When they're licking the egg beater. Mm. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? And it turns out, randomly enough, <laughs> that they're basically doing like a multi-level marketing scheme and trying to recruit them. Yeah, I'm going to be selling essential oils and shit. <laughs> I'm so confused. He was like, wait, you want us to sell Amway? <laughs> Which I don't, I don't even know if Amway is still a thing. There's so many multi-level marketing schemes. But I guess this would be like if somebody tried to get you to sell Herbalife. i know so many people like i've seen so many people who like pop up on facebook and shit who will be like oh yeah herbalife and i'm just like what i mean if it worked i don't know i mean people will say on amway's website it says that they're not because the first thing is is amway a pyramid scheme but it's literally Uh. it's literally one of those things where it's like this person sell like recruits a bunch of people to sell for them and blah blah blah. Yeah. 
But I guess, but the weird thing is that they're, him and his wife are both cops. And I was like, not Irene. Not doing all that. This is a cause for She's concern. trying it. Does she, I mean, why are they both throwing it at them? It's actually very upsetting. Hey. Especially if you just, like, force them into a bus, sir. That's unprofessional. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> you still haven't signed their papers that y'all are still, like, pro- like I don't want to say professionally attached, legally attached in, in some way. Like, why did you sign the papers before you did all this, before you showed them your dick? Yes. And they're very, um... He's very, uh, I guess he's kind of like, I mean, they're not, it's not Amway. They're, you know, they're two different companies. <laughs> he looks, he looks low-key embarrassed. I was like, you should be embarrassed for your entire, this entire night is an embarrassment. Mm. Like, you gotta figure this out because you failed on so many levels. But also like, because you know what the thing is too? They were like, we can't recruit inside the, inside like the, like police force. So we're trying to reach other people. And now we, we you know, in one year we've made $50,000. I was just like, oh no. <laughs> but also like, this is like the weirdest fucking like twist in this story. I was like, why are the cops trying? First of all, are they trying to like. Is this some sort of... I thought it was going to be like some sort of swingers thing. That would have been more interesting. What if it was both? It felt like both. Let's, it might have been secretly both. Let's swing, but I'll, it's also sell you garbage. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's get this cracking. And then also, have you heard of the tour? Like, doTERRA... Uh, essential oils because like <laughs> we could get this lavender essential oil popping I can't we need believe, that rosemary going I can't believe there's a, a, a like in a, a pyramid scheme for essential oils yes you also got the legging game I have watched you got the lipsticks I have watched the thing about and the nail polish too those little nail polish stickers I've seen that mm-hmm. but there's something on vice on youtube about how this girl I've actually seen multiple things about how these like different two women um, were selling those leggings, whatever those leggings were, and then it got to a point where they were ordering so much product because they kept pushing, like order more product, order more product, and then they like something happened where like nobody, I guess the the like because they're fucking leggings, like they're not like high quality pieces of you know garments or whatever, <laughs> just like. They're stretchy pants. Like, they're not a big deal. And they were, like, ripping and stuff. So then people stopped buying them. And then they just had mm-hmm. all this shit in their house when they couldn't sell the inventory. So they were just out, like, t- thousands thousands of dollars. And then mm-hmm. and then some weird other shit. Like, they had, like, group chats and shit. And, like, people were pushing them to all have plastic surgery. I don't even know how that happened. It was, like, a weird, like, oh, yeah, you should totally get, like, lipo and stuff. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? What be happening in these little these little pyramid schemes? Because it sounds very crazy. Yeah, it's it's wild with the leggings. Like people go bankrupt. It it get wild. Yeah, one girl is um she's doing like Uber Eats or something, trying to pay off the debt. And one woman uh one woman had to sell her house. She's like in the process of like selling her house and stuff because she had basically like had no money to support 
um, like her former lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like I remember she bought a house with the money, but I was like, you know, this is too much. But like, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think um, Burke and Irene were banking like this. Which is maybe why they were trying to do the swingers aspect to it. Yeah. You know, a little extra, a little razzle-dazzle on top. (laughs) (laughs) Not the razzle-dazzle. You know, give a little razzle-dazzle. Oh, God. A little sprinkle. (laughs) A little extra. Pizzazz. A little bit of pizzazz. (laughs) 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 So, um, I don't know how, but they figure out the... First of all, they, I don't know. This is when they, I basically was like, oh yeah, they're gay. Like after, cause I guess they went to, I don't know where they went, but they were talking about this guy named Jimmy and they both realized that they had both been cheating on each other with the same guy, which I was like, well, damn Jimmy, you bold. I mean, hey, Jimmy likes to take risks. Jimmy said, I am having, I'm young and I'm about to have fun. Can't tell me mm-hmm. shit. And they go to Jimmy's apartment, who his roommate is Melissa McCarthy. Yes, a young Melissa. And this, I mean, she looks almost the exact same, but she's got the intense 90s makeup. Yeah. With like the weirdly dark lips. Yeah. <laughs> the set, like, what was hilarious is like looking at that. I was like, wow, I really wanted my makeup to look like that when I was like 12. Frosty. Mm hmm. But I could never get that frosty look. I'm, like, they just didn't do the brown girls right that, with the frosty looks back in the day. Remember that, make, that makeup icing? Yes. Man. And it was all chalky, like, garbage. Like, And you just couldn't do it. Like, intensely frosty makeup. But getting back to the story. Sorry, to digress. Melissa McCarthy is her roommate, or sorry, is Jimmy's roommate, and she even knows that they're cheating because he was like, you know what? Like, it's so like high drama because at one time you guys missed each other by like three minutes. (laughs) Melissa been having her own little soap opera playing out right in front of her, and she's living. And she probably be on the phone like, girl, guess what? Girl, they in there right now. Like, this shit is messy. <laughs> like, she's like, you know, oh. she on the phone with her friends. Like, and me and Jimmy was like, <laughs> Jimmy said bye to one of them, and another one just popped up again. <laughs> Jimmy's a hoe. <laughs> I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna blame you for being a hoe, but how you gonna be a hoe with, like, you know they're together? You, you know they co-workers. They co-workers, they're lovers, like, what are you doing? <sighs> they messy already. Yeah, I mean, you if they're co-workers. Because co-workers and lovers, like, uh, <laughs> what are you doing? Look at Jim and Pam from the office. Mm, you think Jim and mess. Pam are still together? Probably not. Hell no, I hope not. <laughs> They moved down to Austin for Jim's, like, dream or whatever. And I was like, hell the fuck no. But anyways, off track. So off track. <laughs> I don't even know where we are. Sorry for derailing again with the office. Sorry. I don't even know where we were. I guess, oh, they find Jimmy at the rave. Oh, yeah. How did they look? Jimmy's at the rave. They're talking about his sex game is trash. And I was just like, do y'all even like him? Like, do y'all need therapy? 
No, they just taking it out because they've been bamboozled and swindled more than once by Jimmy and by because y'all wouldn't keep fucking with Jimmy if Jimmy couldn't fuck the yeah he was like I had to what did he say you know I don't even want to repeat what he said but I was like this is kind of a mess <laughs> like maybe you just need to y'all just need to talk it out or something because this is not this is kind of gross um, y'all need everybody needs to sit down with Jimmy and have a conversation y'all probably just should be a throuple then. Not a thruple bitch. They find him in like <laughs> chop of a of like some of his hair too at the rave. I was like, what are y'all doing? So this is the thing that connects it back to the original story. So they're in a yellow convertible. They're driving around trying to get out of the parking lot, and they're driving too fast. And I forget who's driving the car, but they hit Rana. They're in the convertible. They <laughs> And they knock her off the car or whatever. And they're like, go, go, go. And her hair was in the windshield. Like, it was a lot. Like, I think some of her hair was in the windshield. Can they go to the gas station to, like, clean off the front of the car, basically? Or the or the windshield? Because, like, when they hit her, the, the fucking windshield wipers tried to go. <laughs> I was like, that's not going to. That's not going to get her off of there. But they go to the. Um, they go to the gas station to clean off the blood, and that's when Adam realizes that he's still wearing the wire because they have been talking about, oh yeah, let's just leave her there or whatever. And they're like, he's like, that guy got a gun, so he probably wants her dead. So we good, let's bounce. Yeah, and they're like, fuck, 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 fuck. So they end up going back to figure out like what to do, and they like hoist her out of the ditch, and they just like leave her on somebody's BMW. And all the party goers start coming out like, oh, shit, that's what's her name. Like, let's call an ambulance. And they're like, OK, well, not our problem. Like, she's not the dead girl in the ditch anymore. So skirt, skirt. <laughs> and they dip. It's like, oh, shit. Y'all are raggedy. As fuck. As fuck, man. So the next day is Christmas. Obviously, and Claire goes to like their because we ain't seen Claire. Claire goes to like their normal meeting spot, and she sees. I guess Todd is there. I don't know, but they're like talking yeah. about random shit. Cause she's talking about like Christmas is such a surprise, and I was like, is it? She just be talking. She just be talking because you know what? Too. She was like, oh, I you know I like you because she said you. <laughs> she said that Todd was medium cute. <laughs> <laughs> And she was like, I like you because you're like one of the, the least fakest people I know. And I was like, girl, what are you talking about? And he even is like, okay, so what drugs are you on? Because this is too much. Like, what are you saying? Like, do you know what you're saying? It works. I was very confused by this part. They leave the diner and they go back to pot, um, pots, Todd's uh, apartment building. Oh my God. And they start like making out on the stairs. Uh-huh. And I was like, girl, Claire, what are you doing? I was very confused. I was like, Claire, are you just, it's just because the rave was like a lot, like, because she don't know her friends or anything. She's just kind of like, oh, let's make out or whatever. I'm like, I guess this is what you do when you ain't got shit to do and you don't have to go to work. I mean, it's Christmas. She in the Christmas spirit. You know what? Get your gifts, girl. Get your gifts. (laughs) She called him medium cute, man. But this is when the Vegas guys show up, too. So the Vegas guys had tracked him down. 
And then Todd is giving them directions to Simon's apartment. And Claire is so disgusted. And I was like, what do you think he's going to do, girl? <laughs> and he, Simon shows up. And he's like, oh, hey, hey, you might want to like lay low because this is happening. And so they grab Simon. And basically, they're like, we're going to shoot Simon in the arm. No, Simon, <laughs> I guess it was Simon's idea. Because they're just going to shoot Simon like straight up. They're just going to kill him. And Simon's like, wait, 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 like, you can, like, how about this? Like, why don't you just shoot me in the arm? <laughs> like, oh, I was like, yo, it's Christmas. Like, why don't you go home? I mean, that's good bargaining because, like, I would rather be shot in the arm, depending, versus shot in the, you know, dead. I mean, yeah, so. you don't want to be shot in the head. Like, that's not, that's not going to work out. That's not a good time. That's not a way to end, like, Christmas. Yeah, you know, you know, but also, I- murder versus... Flesh wound. I mean, would it be a flesh wound you know. now? Because he was like at least like 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 I don't know, six inches away from his arm, maybe less. I know that it depends on who's shooting, how well they shoot. I mean, they seem pretty intent on shooting this man, so I was assuming that that the bouncer was a good shot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and Simon's like, I don't mind. Know. I was like, this man. Simon, are you okay? I mean, he thinking on his feet. I mean, you know what? This is true. This is very true. Um, and Claire ends up leaving because she's like, I don't want to be a witness to a murder. I don't want to be a witness to this. And there's like a gunshot. And then Simon's like, I'm okay. And I was like, so did they, sh-? like, what did they, do? who got shot? Because the bouncer was like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. And this, and this, the, his dad is like, just fucking shoot him. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, well, we never figure out, like, did he shoot in the ground? Did he shoot someone else? <laughs> but Simon's all right. It's a mystery. We have a mystery. And I'm just like, Simon, I don't know how you stayed alive this long. Like, I don't know how you've made it this far. Um, Classic Simon. A continent and a whole ocean away from your home. But you, you, he's got some stories to tell. I mean, you know, hey. But Rana is in the hospital. I guess they called ambulance on her, or for her. She wakes up in the hospital. She sees, like, a guy across the way with his whole family. He's, like, in a Santa outfit and bloody. And she's like, well, fuck this. Which I don't blame her because it's like, like, that's money. Yeah. I'm not saying for you to give me the bill. So she ends up, like, limping back to, <laughs> limping back to the, um, to the, to her job. She's got like a big old bloody like head wound. And Claire's just looking at her like, bitch, what the fuck? <laughs> Which would be my thing too. Be like, do you want a towel? Do you want some gauze? She showed up where it all began. Showing up for your next shift. That's true. Another another cog in the system. But then she, <laughs> she realized that she forgot Manny. So they had left him. And Manny is still in that little hidey hole thing that Rana had set up for him, like sitting there underneath some scrap metal. Manny been through it. Who knows what Manny didn't see? Seen, experienced, like, did you almost freeze to death? Because that's what I was getting. But he told her she looked like shit. I was like, y'all both, <laughs> I was like, y'all both look like shit. And I was like, Manny might have to go and like get tests. Like, did some like, something might have broke. 
neurologically, because I just don't want to see, I don't feel like taking two hits of ecstasy would leave you all the way intact. I don't know. I, that is not an experience for me, and I accept that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I I mean, I'm just being honest. It's not an experience for me because I I would freak out. So <laughs> I know I know me. Like I get stressed out so easily, bro. <laughs> so I know I would be. I wouldn't be right. <laughs> Why does that remind me of like uh the the fucking scene from Friday when, uh, when yeah, exactly when, that when Chris yep. Tucker was in the fucking chicken coop freaking out? Yep, that'd be me. Uh, well, you know. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I was twitching and shit like. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's Manny's fate. I feel. Um, and they also find his keys in the bushes because when Rhonda got hit, I guess the the keys flew. <laughs> And um, she ended up paying her rent. So, hey, nobody robbed her. Shout out to her. Um, and she, she got her money. She did. She got her money. She paid her rent and then said that she had $20 left over. She could buy a pizza. Uh, she says she's going to start a savings account with that money. And then Manny's asking them what they're going to do for New Year's. Hopefully not that. I was like, bitch, sit at the house. <laughs> Hopefully not that. Like, don't do that again, okay? Don't do that no more. Don't do that. What else you got to do? Don't, don't, don't go on assignment adventure, please. Please don't go on assignment adventure. Oh, no, don't do Simon. I don't know about doing Manny either. You know what? There's a lot that I don't know. (laughs) Like, I feel like I could do, I cannot, I cannot do a Simon adventure. I could do, I could, I could do a Manny adventure. I think not like with Manny, like not like a let's go up at the same time. I could like watch you. I don't want, but see watching is just a stressful. While I'm at my speed, while I'm on my speed and you're on your speed, I could do that. But see, I feel like just watching would be too stressful because now you have like, damn, are you going to die on me? <laughs> you know, you can't really get into your, you know, your groove when somebody, you got to be sitting there and be like, please don't die on me. <laughs> but if you're on your, oh yeah, very, very good point. Because you know, I would be like, well, if you're on your speed, then you'd be like, it's cool. But then <laughs> if the man is on his speed, speed, just like, mm. Death is imminent. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the end of the movie. They drive off. Uh, go, uh, what? New by No Doubt plays. Banger, like we said. And that is the end of a Gen X Christmas. <laughs> I don't think you could have that kind of fun. I mean, people probably do have that kind of fun nowadays. But this seems like the kind of fun that, I mean, it's not fun. I feel like people would kind of do this stuff now and be like, oh, yo, look at my friend, look what they did, and, like, post it online and stuff. But this is just, like, a, this is, like, a fucked up occurrence. I wouldn't want to experience this online, which is how this would happen now. This would be, like, Zola. 
Yeah. <laughs> In theory, like, I was thinking about this movie uh, when I was watching it. This is a movie that I probably meant to watch when I was younger and then didn't get a chance to sneak and watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the kind of movies that I did watch when I was younger and thought, like, this is how it's going to be when I grew up. Like, this is the kind of experiences that I wanted. And then when I had a chance to have those experiences i was like oh hell no <laughs> like oh you bringing out cocaine oh no <laughs> oh no no thanks yeah because at that point That's you're just like oh let me, me let me scoot on to the next room let me uh let me move on to the next party catch me when y'all ain't so uh you know on the booger sugar <laughs> dusted the fuck up <laughs> it's like Oh, oh no I'm not a cocaine girl I feel like I was at too many parties where like the cops showed up that I was like nah I can't <laughs> it, it's funny to like look back at this particular time and think about like this is what I thought it was going to be also mm-hmm. fell in to realize that that I wasn't of age at this time first I wasn't white mm-hmm. second and when I was of age, time would be different. Yeah. Like, what was going on at that time would be totally different. Right. Right, because nobody, so, I mean, this is a 99. Nobody knew any of this shit that we're going through now was going to happen over the last, what has it been, 18 years of trash on trash on trash? It was like the start of a, like, it was, we were years into a never ending war. Yep. When I was like 18. Yep. Like, we were some several years deep into one. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, like the world was different, like, completely different. Like, my peers were going off to fight in that war. Like, it, it was just like totally different. Yeah. And also, like, expectations for people are different now like you all have like you like i feel like if you looked at these kind of people now they're just like oh you live in you work at a grocery store and you're like in your 20s like what's wrong with you like you wouldn't it wouldn't just be like like because they're not sitting there like oh yeah i gotta get my life together like i said like at the beginning of this episode like it's nothing like that like it's just kind of like this is my life like whatever i'm just trying to do what i gotta do and it's not even like oh i'm in these streets (laughs) it's it's more of just like this is my life like who the fuck cares this is what I do. I do goofy shit with my friends. Um, I occasionally get into like wild situations and that's it. But I don't know. I feel like people would look down on people like this. Yeah. Like. Like characters. I like feel this. like that's overall now for like people who work in retail. Like you're not doing anything else with your life. And it's like if you work in retail, if that's where you work and you enjoy it great yeah that's fine I, I'm, it it's a hard field it's a hard field to work in it's a hard field to like build a career out of if you enjoy it if you find joy in it don't shit on people dude yeah and even if you do it and you don't find joy in it like these people do not find joy in it it's just a job they're just like whatever i just am here to get my money so i can do crazy fucked up shit with my friends or whatever i just enjoy, yeah. enjoy myself like i think I think that those kind of characters are kind of hard for people. Like, for me, I'd be kind of like, 
like damn like this is all i'm doing like i know people I'll, if that was me in that situation i know people look at me and kind of like that lady looked at rana and been like oh like don't think you're such hot shit or whatever and i was like oh okay because like there's so many like undue expectations on like i guess i hate to say it, this generation but i just feel like and i feel like that was a thing back then too because that's why they get labeled like the slacker generation um probably in <laughs> by a contempt by their parents and stuff like that but um yeah i just don't know like i wish i could see like more of these kinds of movies like in like just wild shit even if it's unbelievable for a lot of people um because you're not like young dumb white people but like <laughs> i don't know i just i wish there was more of that kind of thing where it's just kind of like a crazy night that happened and it doesn't have to be like a whole like oh <laughs> life changing experience it's just yeah. like oh yeah, but this is my night, and yeah, this probably is gonna happen again. Like sometime, like record scratch. You probably wondering how I got here, type movie. Mm. <laughs> but also, too, I don't know if people would like believe it because you know, every time there's a movie where like there's like a black person in a situation that you were like, oh, that wouldn't happen in real life. Like people are like, well, that wouldn't happen in real life, and I was like, but it's the fucking movies. It's not supposed to be real life. That girl got hit by a car. <laughs> and she's still alive. I was like, <laughs> people were like, well, if this happened to me, I'd be drowning in debt because the American healthcare system is, is in shambles. And I'm just like, can we just like, for two seconds, turn all that off <laughs> and just have a wild ass movie where shit shouldn't make sense, but you're young and you're crazy and it works out in the end. And I, I don't know. Sometimes I just wish people could kind of like turn off the the realism portion of their movie watching. Yeah. Because usually what I see sometimes I'm just like, I'm like, damn, okay. I'm like, I get it. Like, this is all kind of entirely impossible. Sometimes like that suspension of belief goes a bridge too far. Like, I like sometimes I could do it. And sometimes you just be like, motherfucker. Like, I was there for you. I was there then, but this is just a little too much. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know. I don't want all my movies to be, like, documentaries <laughs> or whatever. I don't want this to be, like, this happened to me. I want this to be some sort of fantastical element because I don't always be watching movies for, like, more of the shit that I got to see in real life. That shit sucks. Yeah. But also, I, I mean, yeah, bro, I'm trying to detach from my reality yeah, sometimes. Yeah, like, wanna... like, my homegirl Darcy. <laughs> you got to talk about Darcy. Oh, God bless her. <laughs> I, you know what, too? I was going to say, you know, because of this was so long ago, like maybe it's because of that time, like because we're in this like whole era of bullshit and political turmoil and the world is ending, like maybe that's probably too much for people to like even fathom, like having just like a wild night where nothing bad happens, like bad shit happens, but nothing like terrible happens. Maybe it's too much. I wonder if we're going to get that in the next decade. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we'll get... No, we're not. <sighs> we're we're going to get more war movies. We're going to get more political movies. Mm-hmm. 
based we're getting more political movies based on all the heinous things that occurred oh yeah somebody's during this decade oh my god (laughs) it's it's not gonna be like the fun stuff like it, it we need we need that fun we need fun in cinema like yeah we need it you know what's so funny too because the only thing that we have right now if that's like geared at teenagers is like euphoria but it's so like grown up that it's kind of like damn uh, but then people get so mad euphoria is like it's, is, i was like this is for actually adults <laughs> euphoria is hard to watch it's like, so hard it's, to watch but then there's no like everything's blending into like teenager adult thing like there's no like specific like all the teenagers and young people i know that like on well, not no but like i see people comment on twitter like super young people they're all talking about shit that came on the disney channel like 15 years ago i'm like there's yeah. nothing for y'all is there yeah like it just needs to be something even like things that are geared at young people they do have like some darkness to it yeah like because i watched shazam and that shit ribbit wait shazam the like the comic book movie yeah and it it had dark elements yeah my dude chuck from chuck yeah it, it, it got like a little bit of batman oh did it level dark yeah and i was like well fuck I Y'all think, gonna have to get little Billy some therapy. I think everybody, all the things I saw about that movie, everybody was shitting on because it was DC, and so I was like, "Well, I guess I'll never know if this is a good movie or not." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, he gonna he gonna need that, get that baby some therapy." <laughs> but anyway, would you recommend this movie? I think, as a person who grew up watching like '90s teen movies, this is something I would revisit. Because it just fits in. To me, it just fits in with all those movies that were kind of aimed at that demographic. So I would, I'm not saying like you should like, like, oh, run, don't walk to go see Go. But I enjoyed it. Um, Of course, like most of the movies, it didn't like age well entirely. I was like, Simon, you're the worst. (laughs) Like we said multiple times on this episode. But I would recommend it as something, like, fun. And, like, at least for, like, an alternative Christmas movie. Because this is, I mean, like, this is the Christmas series. <laughs> so, like, if we're talking about that kind of thing, where it's not, like, a movie that's necessarily about the spirit of Christmas, but it's set at Christmas, I would think so. Okay. Um, You ain't got to watch Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, you can switch it up, get a little different. You know? If you are like me, this will give you something different to watch. Yeah. Um, I really wish I had watched this when I was younger because this is my first time ever watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had watched it when I was like 12 or 13 because I feel like I probably would have enjoyed it a little bit more yeah. than I did watching it now. Like, and that's not to say that it's a bad movie because it, it is of the time. It is late 90s. It is that 99, you know, we're doing that. Why to eat? It's that kind of comedy. It, that's just what it is. It's a time capsule. It's that moment. It's just what it is. Um, 
like you said, it gives you something different to watch. It is not a make you feel good Christmas movie. Um, mm-hmm. It's not about learning lessons. It's not about changing the characters. It's just showing you who these people are in this moment of time. And that was something that I kind of appreciated about it. Yeah. Yeah. I That was the hardest part about picking movies for it because like i don't think i really like christmas movies (laughs) even though this is like one of my favorite holidays of the year i don't i don't want to learn lessons leave me alone um yeah i mean i feel like with this time of year like the same stories get told over and over again in different formats oh my god do you know how many times like what's the one um oh it's a wonderful life oh my god there's so many versions of It's a Wonderful Life. I don't even need to actually watch the original <laughs> to know what's going to happen. I'm like, I don't want nothing to do with that movie. Oh, it's, I don't know. And people like that I shit. I don't even think I've ever seen that. I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life. But I could, it's like, isn't like a It's a Wonderful Life kind of based on um, like a, oh, what, a Christmas Carol. Isn't it based on kind of like that where it's like, oh, I you get to see like what life would be like if you were never born or whatever. Oh, it's so like, yeah, like, girl, I don't want, I'm about to eat myself off this bridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, so- <laughs> I'm sorry to frame it like that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but. <laughs> it's not funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> but is that when the dude's like, yo. Oh, my God. Hard times. I. Just gotta take this leap, and yes, the the moon the uh, the moon or something is like wait a minute or an angel baby or or somebody's like yo dude don't do that let me show you what it is gonna be like if you weren't here and then it's like life is bad for the people who loved you or whatever and then he's like yo bro um. I don't want to do this anymore because I need to fill these people's life up with meaning. My life has purpose. Right? Yes, basically. It's <laughs> basically, yes. I've never There's seen a guy this movie, like, so I don't know. I guess he's deciding he wants to commit suicide on Christmas Eve and his guardian angel's like, no. And then, yeah. And that's basically, yeah, like what you said, life, life without you is terrible and your life has meaning. And yeah. Although this one, Wikipedia says this is based off a short story called The Greatest Gift. This all sounds like, like the fucking Christmas Carol to me. Even though Christmas Carol, I mean, he's not thinking about suicide, I don't think. But he is. It's Christmas Carol, that's when. Um, it's with Ebenezer Scrooge. And he'd be like, yo, I'm going to exploit my employee. Yeah, he's trash. And treat everybody like shit. Yes. And I got Bob Crackett. That's not that man's name. Uh-huh. And Lil Tim. And Lil Tim, you know, he got his little cane and he loves his dad. And I'm going to make this man work on Christmas Eve because I'm a son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. And then stuff happens. I love and how then. just talking about Charles Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ebenezer Scrooge is shown that he's a son of a bitch through. 
like Ghost of Christmas Past, Present, and Future, and then he dies alone, right? Well, in yeah, Christmas I mean future. that's basically like you're gonna die. Christmas yet to come, apparently, which is like I mean, in real life, you just say Ghost of Christmas Future, but like because they did a Divas Christmas Carol with um, oh my god Vanessa uh, Vanessa Williams. <laughs> no, keep talking about it. And be, I want to hear this. It be on VH1. It's good. Y'all should watch. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. I mean, there's a million versions of this. I mean, we can talk about Muppets Christmas Carol. Like, and then they had little, little frogs, got Kermit. And then they had his little nephew, Kermisha. That's not that Muppet's name. Oh, Y'all know the little Muppet. My God. <laughs> Y'all know the little Mur- Muppet, the little, little frog Muppet. You know, little, no, little, tra- I, little way. I'm just listening to you. I'm just letting. I'm just letting you have this. I'm just. And he real to you. cute. Yeah, that's a little thing. Just, that's yeah. I'm just listening to you having a, You having a realization after realization <laughs> out here. <laughs> and then they got the chickens. And then y'all know what I'm talking about. Yes, Muppets Christmas Carol, I, probably on Disney Plus. Y'all should check it out. I, I believe you. <laughs> Uh, so i have an idea for recommendations this time as i rambled on about my very incomplete knowledge of it's a wonderful life if that's the name of that film allegedly okay it's a wonderful life Um, yes what movie would you recommend for this time of year Oh, that's hard. Don't make me do that. Um, <laughs> I was just looking over The Preacher's Wife. I've used to fucking okay. remember that movie. That movie actually, like, has really nothing to do with Christmas, but it feels Christmassy from what I remember. Because? And I remember being very distraught <laughs> at the end of that movie because I was like, wait. Banjo going, wait, no, there, it does, Um, there is a big Christmas element to it. Okay, wait, 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 no. Okay, I picked that one. <laughs> I did not remember that it actually took place during Christmas. Okay. But I enjoyed it. And that. were you of the camp that you wanted Denzel and Whitney to hook up? Listen, because I feel like everybody did. The first time I watched that movie, I was like maybe like six or something. And I was like, no, maybe like seven or eight. I was like seven or eight. And I think it was on like the, it was on TV. And I was watching it when I was like not supposed to be awake. <laughs> Like I was like, wait, he's he's leaving. <laughs> like him and Whitney aren't gonna. Okay, that's not. I actually cried. <laughs> I was very upset by this shit. I didn't realize that he was like. I don't know why, but I did not realize that Whitney and Courtney B. Vance were together. I don't think I caught that part because I think I started watching like in the middle or something like that, and I was like. No, it's supposed to be Whitney and Denzel. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand. I was like, that one Whitney gift where she's looking around in that auditorium where everybody's clapping, and I'm just like, excuse me, I don't, this is not the end. This is not the end of this movie. At all. I was very upset by that. But also, I usually watch movies that have nothing to do with Christmas that I just, they 
play them around Christmas time. So like I usually watch The Sound of Music, which apparently is on right now. Um, I usually force my grandma. Well, not no, I don't force my grandma. I usually try to force my mom into watching it. Me and my grandma are down. Okay, we we understand the importance of Julie Andrews as a woman and a performer and an artist. But um, this is one of the movies I usually watch around this time. I also watch The Holiday. Do not know if I mentioned that last time. It is one of the cheesiest, widest movies I have ever seen in my life. And I watch it every single year. And I also watch Bridget Jones' Diary. And those are usually my onlys. (laughs) Everything else is kind of like, I don't know, I'm I'm too anxious for Home Alone. So I usually don't watch that. That's one that I typically watch every year. That's what, I mean, that's usually everybody's Christmas movie is Home Alone, which, I mean, I don't blame them. Like, I've watched it before. It's a good movie, but also it, I don't know. It freaks me out. That's, like, one of my go-tos. Like, growing up, I would watch Home Alone, Home Alone 2. Mm-hmm. So if you are of the mind to watch that, I would recommend it. I would not. I don't know anybody who would say, fuck no, I don't want to watch Home Alone. <laughs> I think everybody. But I also Except for have me, a I new guess. one to recommend. You have which one? A new one to recommend. Okay, I'm worried. And I just watched it this week. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I may actually watch it. I also watched whatever she's about to unleash on you. It is a freeform original. Queen of Freeform. And it's called Ghosting the Spirit of Christmas. Mm, mm. I'm not going to get into any details. Um, it's a lot. I know that much. But just keep in mind, it's a Freeform original, and it's called Ghosting the Spirit of Christmas. That's all I'm going to give you for right now. It's, uh, let me just tell you, let me just tell the people that it stars Homeboy for Insecure, the light-skinned one. What's his name? Who is... The, the one that goes um, to her. He goes to Issa on Insecure. Yes. And it also has... um He was... Doing- the lead... Other lead was on No In-House, um, which is a, a, a series... Um, a season of Channel Zero that was on Sci-Fi. If you are a horror fan like myself, I really recommend that you watch Channel Zero. It's an anthology series where each season is a different... Um, s- story that is inspired by creepypasta. Um, the first season is not that great, but two through four is really good. The fourth season absolutely slaps. Is my favorite, and the couple in there is primarily about a black family. Okay, so I would highly recommend that last one. Okay, okay. Well, um, okay. So the guy on. The, the the guy from Insecure is named Kendrick Sampson. And then I think the girl is named, uh, I want to say her name is Aisha D. Uh, yes. Yeah. I know her from um, The Bold Type, which is a freeform comedy drama. Also on Freeform. <laughs> yes. Yes. It is a freeform original, which I actually enjoy that show. Um, it's pretty raunchy for fucking freeform. I was like, um... Y'all doing the most on here? I didn't know y'all do got down like that, but I guess this is why <laughs> Brittany keeps watching this keeps watching this fucking channel. <laughs> I don't know what that's about, um, but I'm really excited for that <laughs> season premiere. Um, but yeah, no, Brittany had me watching the show, and girl, it, or sorry, not show movie, but girl, 
kind of worth it. It's an interesting take for Christmas. Okay. I mean, hey. It's a very interesting take for Christmas. It's a very interesting take, and it also think features um, Missy Pyle, a.k.a. the lady who's in every black movie ever. She's always the white lady in every black movie. Mm-hmm. She's either so, antagonizing um, black women or black people, or she bigging them up. So, or she getting ran over by one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> While Earth Wind Fire plays. Oh God. <laughs> She's in everything. So, uh, yeah. I mean, those are our movies. I mean, I don't really have a lot of. Um, I wish I had more Christmas recommendations, but I mean, that's pretty standard. Like, I don't really have anything that's, like, too left field, I don't think. You got your freeform original. Mm-hmm. And, and my classics. And the girls love a Hallmark channel. Not these girls. Not us two. But, like, you know, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... I mean, hey, there's an abundance of Christmas shit. If you don't bang with Christmas like that, we don't blame you. But like, you know, you know, take a little, I mean, if you don't want the, you know, the sappy shit, you know, get some little alternative Christmas stuff. There's plenty of movies set around Christmas that have nothing to do with Christmas. This movie and Tangerine. Mm-hmm. So, and that is We got y'all covered. That was our next episode, and we are very excited, me especially, because I've been waiting to talk about this movie for, like, a year. Mm-hmm. That should be interesting um, to watch and discuss. Uh, you can find, like, Tangerine on Hulu still. It's not on Netflix. It was on Netflix for the longest. Um, but that should be interesting. So, it's set in LA, um, and it's set during Christmas Eve, but it's not overtly Christmassy, like... This movie had some reminders that it's Christmas time and stuff like that. Um, but it's uh, it's a pretty it's got a pretty interesting backstory. If you've heard about the backstory, you know about it. But we could totally discuss that during that episode. Um, but that episode should be dropping soon. So I guess we should plug where we at. I don't think I can match your intense. Um, I guess it was intense. <laughs> it was very professional. I don't know if I could ever do that again. My brain was together that time. Um, but first, I want to thank you guys for listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. And we are available on iTunes and Spotify, anywhere you can find podcasts. You can also recommend us to your friends and your family and your mom, and your dad, your cousins, your play cousins, you know, mookie them. We really appreciate them. <laughs> And you can also review us and give us five stars on iTunes. And thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate you guys for, like, following us for so long. We've been doing this technically for two years now. Yeah. I believe at this point. October of 2017. So we've been doing this for a minute now. And every episode is a journey. And we appreciate you coming along with us. (sighs) I can't wait till like our well, you know. Let me not spoil it. We start. We actually started putting out episodes in February of two thousand eighteen. I want to say no, two thousand. Yes, two thousand eighteen. Oh God, time is time is a flat circle and time is bullshit. But like, <laughs> I can't wait for our February episodes. 
it's going that to should be, be fun. interesting one. It should be interesting. I'm so tired. Yeah. I apologize in advance. But um, I guess you want to say. Um, stay safe. Happy holidays. Don't, um, you know, if you, you know what I was going to say, like, if you want to fight your family members, don't do it. But, you know, I mean, obviously don't get into any hijinks like Simon did. Yeah, don't get into Simon hijinks for the holidays. Yeah. If you want to get into Manny hijinks for the holidays, do you, boo? Do Who be zooted. we to judge? Be zooted in the corner. <laughs> drinking that nog, bitch. It's okay. <laughs> drinking that nog. <laughs> what's that tweet where you're like, what's an eggnog? Egg and nog, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it's made from. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, we're going to go now. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.